Welcome everyone to episode 266 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Corey. Uh, Eric is not here this week. Eric is en route. He's traveling. I know he's he's got a bachelor party uh, kind of near where we are this this late this week and, and this weekend. So um, I think he's traveling right now or he might be in the Binghamton area now. But either way, not, not going to be on this week. Um, today's topic is going to be our... 2016 fall games preview uh it's that time of the year again of course it's a thumbstick athlete staple thumbstick athlete staple yep fall games preview uh new year games preview those those type of episodes and as usual they take a lot longer than we initially think uh, at least as far as note taking goes notes taking goes right yep notes taking yeah uh teasers for later on in the episode uh, i can confirm that at least me and will played this i don't know if Corey did but deus ex mankind divided we will ge- be giving our brief first impressions of uh later on in the episode we're gonna have a full-on episode on it next week Corey, did you play deus ex i did not not yet okay um i'm actually sharing deus ex with quite a few people it's kind of funny <laughs> i hope nobody wanted to play today uh no no, the okay. only I mean you and 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 Corey and and a friend of mine who you guys okay. know, gotcha um, are all all playing it. So, so yeah, that's gonna be uh, during what we played. Uh, but yeah, main topic: 2016 games preview, starting with September. Will, what do you got? That's me. Uh, so the first title that I decided to take down is. September 6th, The Tomorrow Children. Uh, this is developed by Q Games and published by Sony. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember seeing anything about this game, but this is like the Soviet Union-themed post-apocalyptic game. Um, it's described as a mix of Minecraft-esque collaborative building social economic simulator. Uh, so basically, you kind of like build up a city and defend it from things that attack it. Um now, this game isn't officially launched uh, the 6th, but what it is doing is it's doing a Founders Pack, uh, and the game will be free-to-play uh, at a later date. And when you buy the Founders Pack, you get a bunch of like in-game items and whatnot. Um, but this is the game with that really cool art style. Um, I can't really describe it. You guys know what game I'm talking about, though? It's yeah. got, like, the... I, ha- I honestly have no idea how to even describe the art style because it's so unique. It's like yeah. Coraline. Yes. Exactly. It's coral. It's like that, and it's got like the characters that you would see from like, kind of like puppet looking, kind of like Pinocchio, you know? Yeah. Looking, looking designs of the character. Um, this is a game I'm pretty excited for. I probably won't do the founders pack for it though because I don't want to pay if it's just gonna be free to play later. Um, you don't want to yeah. be a founder. I did that for Heroes of the Storm, and that'll be the only game I ever buy in early. You don't want a slick founder's badge on your avatar? Is that what it adds? I have no idea. I probably should have looked that up. I didn't even think about it. Uh, but this is one of Sony's indie games that uh, they showed off, I think. Not this E3, but the E3 before. Um, but moving on to the following day, Oceanhorn, uh, Monster of the Uncharted Seas. Now, this is the release for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One version. Um, now this game came out on iOS in 2013, and the gameplay and the graphic design follows The Legend of Zelda, uh, and most notably Wind Waker and A Link to the Past. Um, it's developed by Corn Fox and Bros, and published by FDG Entertainment, 
And the game focuses on a boy protagonist's quest to find his lost father and defeat a sea monster. This is a game that I kind of wanted to get on my iOS device for quite a while now, but now that it's coming to the new consoles, or the current gen, I might just pick it up there. Because it was only, I think it was like $15 on iOS, so right. I can't imagine it'll be too pricey in the current gen. I don't know if I played this. I, I played a game called Horn. Is that different than Ocean Horn? Uh, yes. Okay. It's always been Ocean Horn. Are you sure you didn't play Ocean Horn? I don't think so. Okay. I just thought the name sounded familiar, and the gameplay looks kind of similar to Horn, but I guess not. I guess it's a different game. You've probably seen a lot about this game, because I've read a lot about it um, in the two years, three years that it's been out. And it's been a game that I've been really interested in, but uh, also the sequel got announced recently, a couple days ago, to be coming out sometime this year, too, so... Um, that's pretty cool to see that this iOS game kind of took off and uh, being ported to the consoles. Uh, next is September 13th, the Bioshock Collection. Now, this is the remaster of all the Bioshocks game for the current consoles um, yeah. and PC. So, this game is going. This collection is going to have 1080p resolution and 60 frames per second uh, for all the games, and spread across two discs. And I'm curious if it's going to be Bioshock One and Two on. Uh, one disc and then infinite on another. I don't, I don't know. Because uh, they didn't specify that. So that one, that makes the most sense since Bioshock 1 and 2 are the most similar. Yeah. And probably smaller uh, <laughs> games as opposed to infinite. Um, but the only drawback, for, this is according to some people, not to me, that uh, the PC version of Bioshock Infinite won't have any like graphical improvements because they said that the game is already uh, pretty competitive graphically on the PC, which I kind of agree with. Yeah. Um, but a lot of fans seem to disagree with oh, that. Come on. Well, you know, gamers. <laughs> looks pretty darn good still. Yeah, I mean, it I, looks beautiful. I mean, I booted it up the other day and I was like, this game still looks yeah. gorgeous. I play it. Try to play it once a year if I can. Yeah. I was actually gonna play through it recently, but since the collection's coming out, I might just wait yeah. and then uh, play it when it comes out. Yeah. Also worth noting, I don't know if you have this down, Will, but uh, if you already own it on PC, you get the uh, remastered versions for free. Yep, that is uh, true. I think actually um, they ran a deal recently that all the games were together like five dollars yeah. for the first two Bioshock. So uh, that's when I bought them. But yeah, what other game did that or is doing that? Skyrim. Yes, that's right, Skyrim. If you have all the DLC in the base game. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, there's... And, I mean, they're cheap to begin with, so, like, if you just want to... Instead of paying $60, you could probably get both of the games, like, the first two for 20 bucks, probably. Yeah. On Steam. Um, uh, sticking with September 13th, The Witness is coming out for the Xbox One. I didn't realize this game would be coming out to the Xbox One already. Yeah, didn't, uh, didn't Jonathan Blow have some some issue with Microsoft or something like that? Yeah, no, he doesn't particularly with, care for Microsoft with, or whatever his exact words were. Yeah, it was with, with Braid. Something with, yeah. that happened with Braid. But, you know. Money is money. Yeah. Yeah. Money, yeah. That's exactly right. Um, I wasn't huge on The Witness. I know a lot of people were. Um, just don't like puzzle games, so. But it's cool for the people on the Xbox One who don't have a PlayStation 4 are going to get a chance to experience this game. 
Uh, next, I have NHL 17. Uh, I didn't take down any notes because it's all the same stuff every year. Like, oh, they're enhancing goalie play and AI and passing uh, and the physics engine. It's all the same stuff, so I didn't bother reading too much into it. I do know that they are doing unique arenas, though. Who Which cares? I, I thought. I mean, I thought they already did that. But you're already. I was wrong. You're just kind of like looking down at the ice, right? Yeah, you can't really tell. I've never cared about any of that stuff in my hockey games. Yeah. I just want the players to be there. You know, all the teams, all the players, and it be a good hockey game. A fun hockey game. Yeah. You. That's you all. Know, you know how I've talked about how I don't really get angry at video games anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't get gamer rage. Boy, you should see me when I play NHL 16 with my friends. <laughs> and I'm not winning. <laughs> because passing in the game is so bad. They try so hard to be realistic with it. No, but that's now, not fun. It's not fun. Because you remember when we used to play, like, the passing percentages that we'd have would be, like, in the high 80s. Yeah. Like, every time. Now it's, like, 60, 45, yeah. and stuff like that. And it's not fun. And it's not no. accurate. I think they need to implement a button that you click. Uh, they do this in the NBA games, but when you're like want to pass to a specific player, you press a button and it brings up the prompts to which player you want to pass to. Yeah, I think that would be great, especially when you're on the power play and you're trying to set up plays and like you're gonna pass it to the gra- the guy in the slot and it goes out to the defenseman. And that always seems to happen most when you have like a good scoring opportunity. Exactly. It never seems to happen when you don't. Or, I mean, maybe it's just the optics of it. You just remember it when it's when that's the case. But I don't know. Well, even the illusion of, like, I might have a chance here, it doesn't even happen. But, like, when you're like, oh, I'm going to score right here as soon as this pass gets through. And then it yeah. just it goes to the wrong person. I think one of the one of the games actually did have that, Will, where you could set up and then you'd uh, click a bumper or something like that. And then all the icons would pop up underneath them. Yeah, I forgot which one. It might have been the 2K. I was going to say, wasn't it one of the last oh, yeah. 2K? Yep, there you go. <laughs> Could be, yeah. Which, is, which uh, the NBA games are 2K that I'm referring to that have it. So I wonder, you know, if that's their thing of making it easier. But you'd think EA would be, you know, smart enough to do something like that. Right. I don't know. With me, it's just like they should come up with a different way to represent bad passing rather than missing your passes. Like, maybe the receiving player just has to slow down a lot more or something. Yeah. Because, like, like we said, it's it's just not fun to make a pass and just miss completely. Yeah. Um, and another thing with the game that sucks is the goalie. I don't know if you've tried controlling a goalie in the new games, but it's like controlling a brick wall. <laughs> it's terrible. It's like controlling the guy in QWOP. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, you're right, exactly like that. It moves so slow, there's no fluidity of him. He skates like an idiot with the puck, and, like, the passing with it is already bad, so add a goalie to it, it's just, it's awful. Or, like, the Mount Your Friends, uh, (laughs) guys. Exactly. I have a lot of problems with the NHL game, but it's one that I just keep playing with my friends, and I hate that I keep playing it. Yeah, and you know, it's the one game that comes out every year that I'm like, man, I really need a console to play NHL. It's <laughs> seriously, and as much as we bitch about it, it's it's always like the one game that I think about getting a console for. Which is funny, because all these huge like AAA blockbuster yeah. games are coming in, and NHL is the one you want to get a console for. Exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just like when you guys used to play NHL all the time. Like when you back when you lived in the apartments, it's like now that's transitioning to like me and my friends. We all yeah. just meet up and play it for like three or four hours. Oh yeah. And almost break out into fist fights. <laughs> we actually bought a whiteboard and have it hanging on the wall with all the series. Uh-huh. And like I'm like one's like seven to eight and stuff like that. I'm winning one six to one. Yeah, I I mean it's been a while since I was playing at hardcore, but uh, it sort of got to the point where I would just beat everybody except for my one friend. Yeah. We had like this constant rivalry. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it always got really heated. <laughs> okay, because like, I. Go ahead. I was going to say, I have that same friend, but he gets so insanely lucky. Literally, one game, he scored three goals from center ice where he just lifted the puck like saucered it into the zone and it hit my goalie and because the goalies are so bad they like hit it in themselves and he scored three times and like I'm yelling at the top of my lungs about how lucky he is and he's like nah it's just skill and it gets me so mad yeah that's bunk it's an exploit yeah really it is and he knows how to do it and he practices more than me and I still can beat him ah <laughs> uh, NHL I could go on about that game, but moving on. Uh, Dead Rising Triple Pack. Now, this is the remastered version of the past three games for all current consoles. Um, and I don't think Dead Rising 3 was on the PS4 until I think this game comes out. Am I right with that? Correct. I don't know. Correct? Okay, so yeah, it'll be making its PS4 debut then. Um, yeah, it's just going to be the games on the new consoles with uh, 1080p, 60 frames per second. Um, I liked Dead Rising 3 the most, and I didn't particularly care for the first two. Uh, I liked the more, I guess, serious nature of Dead Rising 3. I don't know. I didn't like the jokiness of the, the first two, I guess I can say. Um, and then next, this is September 13th still, by the way, uh, I have ReCore. This is developed by Concept Games and Amateur Studios and published by Microsoft Studios. Uh, the plot for this one is that the first brave volunteers for the Far Eden Colony, Joel Adams, wakes up after centuries in cryosleep to find that nothing has gone according to plan with her trusty combat uh, or corbot companion, Mac. Uh, Jewel begins her adventure in Far Eden to save mankind from a terrible fate. Uh, this is an action-adventure game. Um, I'd, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like... You got a gun, and, like, you're fighting off, like, these robotic enemies and whatnot, um, and just, like, working your way through the story. Uh, there has been some gameplay, but I honestly haven't seen too much about it being described. I do know this is, like, a, this is a $40 game, uh, and it's a Microsoft exclusive. But I think this is definitely going to be a buy for me and Eric, I'm pretty sure. I've seen a lot of lot of discussion around the $40 price point. Mm-hmm. Where, how do, where do you guys land on that? Do you think because it's a $40 game, they're just kind of saying, like, oh, it's just an all right game? No, no. not necessarily. Who developed where do, it? Where do you think that price tag comes from, then? I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just... I don't know, because if you look at a game like No Man's Sky, like, that was 60 bucks, and everybody didn't think it was worth it. I don't know. It just and it like, should have been 20 in on early access. I mean, yeah, like... I don't know. I don't think a game needs to be $60 for it to be good. 
I don't know. No, I, I mean, I agree. That's not what I'm saying. I agree with you, but it's just it, it just seems weird for a game of uh, this caliber to to be priced at $40, like, well in advance of its release. Maybe it's just not very long. we've known that that's the price for a while. Maybe it's just not very long. And so it's a way to get out in front of that. Yeah. That yeah. Length. Yeah. Because I mean, a lot of people complain that a six hour game uh, with no replayability is 60 bucks, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that might, that might be, be their way to alleviate the, the concerns that people might have because of that. Makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. That's probably the best. Uh, I have no idea. That's just, that's just a thought, you know? Well, here you go. Uh, <laughs> A quick Google search returned this. According to armature producer Mark Pacini, or Pacini, the game's in-between pricing scheme represents a deliberate attempt by Microsoft to create a new kind of appeal. One of the things we're trying to do is reach a broad audience, Pacini says. I think that coupled with the Xbox Anywhere initiative, this price is a great way to get into more people's hands. We feel that it's a great value. Sure. I think that's a, a good thought, but I don't I mean, it's been so long since I walked into a GameSpot and, like, window shopped. I honestly, maybe I've never done that. And I don't think a lot of people do. Like, do you think people will just... Do people buy games that way? Like, look at a store and say, oh, this one's only $40. I'll get well, this one. I mean, it's maybe, hard for maybe, us because we're in the gaming sphere. Uh, yeah. For people who, like, are parents going to look for a game for their kid, maybe. That and, go in and see that. That and, you know, if it, if it ends up coming out and getting good reviews, someone who maybe, you know, that's not their type of game necessarily will say, oh, it's $40, it's well-reviewed, it, you know, I'll, I'll pull, yeah. pull the trigger on it and try something yeah. different. I guess the, the, the best way I would see it working is, uh, like, if somebody comes to me and says, hey, you know, I like these kind of games, uh, what can I get? And if I know that, like, ReCore is a good game, I could say, hey, grab ReCore. It's inexpensive. It's new. It's cheap. And it's a good game. Um, yeah. I could see it working like that. And, hey, if I it tanks, just... it'll be really cheap, like, sooner. Yeah. So. <laughs> Even cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It's kind of interesting to see how this game works. Um, we're less than a month out from it, so... Pretty soon we'll find out how it is. I'm I'm interested. It, I'm interested in it too, but I'm going to wait for uh, hopeful Steam release. Since Quantum Break already made its way to Steam, and this one seems like it could come to Steam, so. I mean, why not? Do you think they're going to release on Steam quicker than they did with Quantum Break? Maybe not, but I'm I'm willing to wait so I don't have to buy any games on the Windows Store. There's too many different stores for yeah. different games that we want to play. Yep. What game are we still holding out for, Dan, for a Steam release? Isn't there one we've been talking about for years? Destiny? Destiny. Destiny would be nice. Uh, any any of the Microsoft games, like any of the Halo games, I would buy in a heartbeat if they went on Steam. Any of them. Even the first one, oh. not remastered, I would buy in a split second if it went on I Steam. Got a, I got a news bit about that we'll get, we'll get into. I was hoping exactly somebody got that. Yeah. Any of the Gears of War games too, I would buy in a split second. Um, if they, if they, if and when they go on Steam. I'm honestly kind of surprised Destiny hasn't made its way to the PC yet. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why it hasn't. It seems weird. Well, I maybe guess it's the type of thing where 
maybe that they're waiting for it to be like content complete, like when they're done updating it and stuff, and then they'll you know just port it to PC and it'll be done. Yeah. While they work on the next one. I actually read that the next one's supposed to be out as early as next year, even. Oh, jeez. Which is pretty quick, especially because the Rise of Iron expansion's coming out. Yeah. Um. Okay, so next is September 15th, Persona 5. Now, this is the Japanese release date for it, so it will not be coming to the United States yet. The United States release date is... It was delayed, right? Uh, it got delayed, I want to say... Next you know, year? Let me get it up so I have it for sure. Um, February 14th. Okay. Uh, so, a couple months wait there. I, To be honest with you, though, I know very little about the Persona games. Um, I think I'm going to try going in blind with it. Sure. I don't know. I like I like playing JRPGs and not having literally any any experience with it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that, Will. People speak so highly of Persona, though. I I feel like I owe it to the series to play some of the older ones before I play this one. Yeah. But I don't know. I also like it's not my style of JRPG. I'm into more of like the fantasy settings. Yeah, this is more like uh, real world. Right. Yeah, I'm not not as into that. I mean, yeah. Now that I think about it, all the JRPGs that I played are all like the high fantasy and stuff like that, and sci-fi, sci-fi. Because uh, yeah. I did, did play some Star Ocean and whatnot. Um, moving on. Uh, September twentieth, NBA two K seventeen. I got the sports month. Uh, once Lucky again. You. I- I got. Uh, I wrote down nothing because it's all usually the same stuff. But I can confirm Spike Lee will not be writing the main story. So there is a uh, story. There is a story element. <laughs> they just ha- we don't know what it is yet. Huh. Be cool um, if it's the same story, <laughs> just slightly tweaked. It could be. It's uh, it's the same story as the last one, but this time it has dribble tech in it. Dribble tech. The borrowed EA system. Um. Oh, yeah, I forgot that this is a uh, and it's not EA. Yeah. <laughs> Triple tech. Now, the story for the last NBA, is very, it's kind of, it's pretty interesting because I think I talked about it a couple, a couple weeks ago, but I was playing it and, like, my best friend from back in the day, like, got killed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like I got or got arrested. I don't remember what happened, but like I had to like do interviews about it, and I'm like, I just want to play the Cavs. Yeah, which um, is all you really wanted to do. Yeah, and I know FIFA is adopting the story mode now, right? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. So we're gonna have more of that. I don't know. I'm holding out hope. Sports I still think so- I still think something like this could be good in a sports game. It just has yet to be done well. Yeah, but. Don't you want to play as you and not? I think you the... can do both. Because I thought the FIFA was like Alex Hunter or whatever. And in NBA, you can be whoever. Yeah, yeah but I think uh, that's what I'm saying. I think I think a story mode where you play as you could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Just have it be like Saints Row, the Saints Row games, sure. where you can pick a bunch of different voices for your 
yeah. for your voice actor and kind of try to match it up with who you want. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't know. Well, we'll get to a more interesting uh, game. Destiny, Rise of the Iron. Uh, now, this is the... I'm pretty sure it's the last expansion to the Destiny universe. Um, but it features a whole new cinematic story campaign set within the Plague Lands, which is a brand new location on Earth. Um, now, you're fighting this new faction uh, of Fallen Devils and Splicers, which I don't know what any of that is because I haven't played Destiny in probably seven, eight months. Um but they're going to be adding new strikes, uh, new zones, new crucible modes, uh, new bosses, enemy factions, uh, new raid gear, maximum light increase, uh, all that stuff that people love about Destiny. It looks pretty cool, too. To be honest, Destiny is a game that I think at this point is one of the better games that you can go out and get. Because all of the content issues that they had with it is that's all like that's all been filled with stuff. Granted, it took like two years for it to happen, um, but mm. there's a lot to this game now, uh, and I honestly think it would be worth picking up for people who are interested in it. It's definitely less grindy than it was too. Yeah, I'd uh, I'd be in. You know, like we just said, if we could get it on PC, yeah. I'd love to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta get a price point for this because I'm not exactly sure. I think it's forty dollars. I think that's what the last one was. Destiny Rise of Iron. Uh it's thirty. So, I guess for all that stuff, that's not bad. And you can get the Taken King for. Uh, da, da, da. actually, no, they have the collection with all the DLC for sixty. So you'd be paying eighty dollars. Huh. So. Uh, moving on, September 27th, Darkest Dungeon, PS4, PS Vita release. Uh, we've talked about Darkest Dungeon a bunch. I don't know. I don't really need to say too much about it. Still hoping for a, uh Android version. Yeah, it hasn't ge- been released I think it's on... a, a game that would do really well on mobile. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not on mobile or yet. Work well on mobile anyway. Yeah. It's not even on iOS or anything? No. Gotcha. I guess that'll if it does come, it'll be after the PS4 version. Yeah. Um, FIFA 17. We talked a little bit about it with its story mode. Uh, Eric is the resident FIFA fan. I know very little about it and haven't bought one of the games in a while. Um, next is XCOM 2. It's the console port to the PC version. Haven't returned to XCOM uh, since its release because of all the technical issues that it had. And it's a terrible game. Is it, though? (laughs) I didn't think it was bad. No, it's not terrible. I just didn't like it. You think it's up for biggest disappointment? Uh, No, only because I wasn't all that excited about it. That runway from announcement to release was pretty short, wasn't it? I think it was announced for a little bit, but didn't get a release date until fairly close to yeah. uh, its actual release date. I want to say. Yeah, I don't know. If you want, if you want our our thoughts on that, tune in. We did an episode on it, right? Yep. Yeah. Earlier this year. Yeah. Maybe we talked about it for the next like three episodes. So. Yeah. I don't know. I want to try and get back to it before the end of the year, but I really. Really, I don't think I'll be able to, because um, I'm gonna be pretty busy here soon. 
Uh, next is Forza Horizon 3. This is developed by Playground uh, Games and published by Microsoft Studios. It takes place in Australia, and apparently the map is twice as big as Forza Horizon 2, uh, which is pretty large. Uh, Forza Horizon games have always, you know, had pretty large maps to drive around. Uh, so that's going to be a pretty big map. And some of the gameplay with it was pretty cool, if you guys remember any of it from the E3 presentation uh, oh, yeah. with Microsoft. A lot of, a lot of like, jungle kind of riding and, like, dune buggy sort of uh, vehicles, which is all pretty cool. Um, the game features cross-platform play, and we'll have over 350 cars present at launch. Um, so you're going to be able to play with people on PC. And then the last Horizon games had the player uh, control one of the racers of the Horizon Fest, but this time the player is the boss and can fire and hire racers, which is pretty cool on top of being able to already continue racing. And another cool thing is that the players can organize and make custom racetracks around the game's map. Uh, so basically anywhere you want to go, you All can right. make, a, make a racetrack out of it. Cool. This is a game that I'm kind of, like, underratedly excited for. I really, I liked Forza Horizon 2 a bunch. I didn't play a ton of it, but I really liked it every time I did play it. Um, and I'm hoping maybe this time I can really... That's how I, I feel, though, if I, if I did buy it. Uh, I would just play it every now and again. Mm -hmm. And probably enjoy it, but there wouldn't be anything calling me to keep playing it, you know? Yeah. It's kind of one of those games for me uh, that you just kind of sit down and drive a little bit when you kind of don't want to it's kind of mindless i guess you can say yeah you know around. what it is it's the perfect game for my uh my uh perfect life experience mm -hmm. which is getting uh like an arcade cabinet with a racing game with the kegerator on the back yeah with a tap by the wheel yeah yeah and i, I would just do that for hours drink and drive yep in Australia, I'd I'd be an alcoholic because of that <laughs> situation. But that that's would, what I'm striving for in my life is to have that setup. So th that would be a lot of fun. Life goals. We, we can get you there once this podcast takes off. Yeah. Um, that's kind of all I had. The last three games that were announced this month: uh, Demon Gaze Two, Azure Striker, Gun Vault Two, and Yokai Watch Two. Um, Man. I know. You, Yokai Watch is pretty big in Japan. Yeah. I know nothing about it. But not so big over here. Yeah, I don't think it... Because the first one came out, what, not too long ago, like a year ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, over here, yeah. Because I remember Dan covering it uh, last year. But that's a <laughs> level 5 game, which I think they did Fantasy Life, which I'm a fan of. But that's it for me. Okay. October next. Uh, starting with October 4th, Warhammer End Times Vermintide is coming out for the PS4 and Xbox One. That's, of course, already on PC. Um, that's the Horde mode kind of Warhammer game. Mm -hmm. uh, and one that I'm interested in, but that's one I think I would need to have friends to play with to have it be fun, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, October 7th, Mafia 3 for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, Mafia 3 was developed by Hangar 13 and published by 2K Games. It's Hangar 13's first game. Uh, they're headed by Hayden Blackman, formerly of LucasArts. It's set in 1968 New Bordeaux, which is a fictional New Orleans, and follows Lincoln Clay, 
who's an orphan and a Vietnam War veteran. He is on a quest to build a new crime organization to confront the Italian mob. I've heard good things. Yeah. I don't... Uh, I have Mafia 2, but I've never... I never played it, but... Uh, yeah, people seem to be really excited for Mafia 3 from what they've, what they've heard about it. Yep. So I know Eric's really excited for this game. Yeah. I'm interested, but I'm, I, it's not going to be a buy right away, I don't think. That'll be a wait for me, I think. So... Uh, yeah, that's October 7th. Also October 7th, Paper Mario Color Splash for the Wii U. Uh, developed by Intelligent Systems and published by Nintendo. Uh, this is the one that was harshly criticized by fans of the series for uh, staying the course too much uh, of Sticker Star, and deviating too much from the RPG elements of the first two games in the series. So, I mean, I thought some of the criticisms was unnecessarily harsh, but... Um, that's also kind of one of my criticisms of the Paper Mario series, I guess. Yeah. I uh, I was hanging out with some people over the weekend who are, like, casual gamers, played when they were, like, in high school and college, but haven't played since. Uh-huh. And uh, they were saying, they're like, you know what I really want to play is Paper Mario. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, <laughs> you know, they put out a couple since the original. <laughs> yeah. Was it 64 was the first? Nintendo, Nintendo 64? 64, yeah. But wow. uh, I didn't want to tell them that they're not worth playing, too. Right. So, Out of everything that's come out, they pick Paper Mario? Yeah, I don't know. I guess this is one of those games that they look back fondly on, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard nothing yeah. but good things about the first one and the Thousand Year Door. I don't believe I... I think I played a little bit of the first one, just a teeny little bit. Yeah. I remember watching somebody play one of the Paper Mario games. I just don't remember which one. Yeah. Uh, October 11th, Dragon Quest Builders for PS4 and PS Vita. It's a Dragon Quest game that's kind of mixed with Minecraft a little bit where you build your own things, I guess. I didn't look too much into that one. Will? Yeah, I'm here. Did we lose Dan? Sounds like it. Am I out? <laughs> And you're back. Okay. No, I was just talking about Dragon Quest Builders. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Dragon Quest mixed with Minecraft. Like I said, my internet has been terrible uh, the past probably two weeks. I've also heard really good things about this. Yeah. Uh, Surprisingly. PS4, PS Vita. I don't know. Apparently works really well. The formula sounds uh, a little contrived, but I guess it's a lot of fun. Okay. It's one to keep an eye on, I think. Nice. Also, on October 11th, Gears of War 4 for PC and Xbox One. Uh, let's scroll down. All right. Here. Developed by The Coalition and published by Microsoft Studios. Takes place 25 years after the emulsion was destroyed on the planet Sarah. Follows J.D. Phoenix, who is the son of Marcus Phoenix and Anya. Uh, and, and, and his friends as they deal with a new threat to humanity. It will, it will run at 30 frames per second in single player. And 60 frames per second multiplayer and will feature dynamic scaling of the resolution to maintain consistent frame rates. Uh, it's one that will also be available in the Windows Store as an Xbox Play Anywhere game. So, Dynamic scaling of the resolution? Yeah, it changes the resolution based on what's happening on screen to maintain the frame rate. What? Yeah. How does that Inter- work? Interesting. I don't know. Is that a new thing? 
Do other games do that? Uh, I'm sure other games do that, but yeah, Gears of War 4 made it a point to say that that would help it maintain a consistent frame rate. I mean, I like the idea of it on paper. Yeah, if it works, I guess, right? Is it like a scripted thing, or does it just, like, if things start getting crazy, there's this tech built into it that can activate based on... Yeah, I mean, it might know, like... I got the impression that it was for the single player, so it might know, like, oh, you're headed into a battle-heavy area with lots of stuff going on the screen, and it down, it down, it downscales the resolution and then re-upscales it to 1080p. Okay. So it'll still like be quote unquote 1080p, but it's a lower resolution upscaled to 1080p to save on the frame rate. Gotcha. So, but I'm pretty sure the PC version has like unlimited frame potential based on your hardware. So I, I think that's only for the Xbox One version. 200 frames per second. <laughs> some people, some people swear like, uh, I you know I'm I've only taken up 60 frames per second as my you know as my target and you know now when i play games at 30 frames per second it it feels horrible but i guess the higher you go it, it's hard to go back down to even like 60 frames per second mm, chasing the dragon Ch- yeah well <laughs> it's a little bit of that but i actually watched a video of a guy who was picking out uh was it 120 144 what was the other one it was like 130 frames per second so he had like a randomizer on his monitor that would lock the frame rates and then he would like you know, he would, he would hit that with his eyes closed or a blindfold on, uh, hit it a random amount of times, and then he'd like it was uh, it was sixty one twenty and one forty four, and he was picking he nailed it every time. He knew exactly uh, he was like a professional Counter Strike player or something like that. So um, it probably wasn't just the look of it, but the feel of it too. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I guess if you go higher than even sixty, it's hard to go back down to sixty. Huh. From what I hear. Someday. Someday I'll have a monitor that can do higher frame rates. Uh, Also on October 11th, Rise of the Tomb Raider, 20-year celebration for PS4. Um, That's the... uh, Yeah, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, That comes with all the DLC and stuff, too, uh, in in one neat package, so... That's a good one. We've all talked about it at length. I think we all are big fans of the the new Rise of the Tomb Raider game, so mm-hmm. uh, don't need to talk too much more about that. Also, October 11th, WWE 2K17 for PS3, PS4, Xbox right. 360, Xbox One. I don't think any of us have any interest in that, right? How dare you? I was going to look into it, but I was like, eh, why bother? None of us like wrestling. None of us. Eric tried the wwe was it 2k16 and didn't like it very much so yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh october 13th and i forgot to look this up but there's a bunch of playstation vr co- games coming out so i i'm assuming that's the launch day for psvr i believe so okay so we've got drive club vr playstation vr worlds res infinite roller coaster dreams and thumper all coming out for psvr uh, some are for uh, Res Infinite, Roller Coaster Dreams are for PS4 and PlayStation VR, and then Thumper is for PC, PS4, and PlayStation VR. What? Yeah. Huh. I didn't really look into those, but... Motor I'm Racer... sure we'll, we'll know more with Sony's uh, event 
in September. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, they're. I, I guess they're supposed to announce the new systems and then. Yeah. And then the uh, the PS have more information at least on the PSVR. Is that yeah. did did well, have they? Con- I, I would hope there's more information on the PSVR considering they didn't even touch on it. Right. At E3, I was going to say, was there even a specific launch date for it, or is it just? I think it's always been the thirteenth, October thirteenth. Okay. Yeah. I think that's that's been known for a while. Did they do the price too? I don't even remember. Yeah, four hundred, right? Yeah, I don't remember, but I know that's all been announced. I don't think they announced any uh, packages. Oh, that's like a bundle. Yeah, but I can't. I can't remember. It, again, like they've just been. They have. They've been so wishy washy on the whole thing. We don't. Yeah. I don't know. There's not very many specifics. They're taking too many cues from Nintendo. <laughs> Maybe they, I, it scares me a little bit because maybe they don't have any faith in it. Well, that would be Sony's way. I mean, both their handhelds yeah. were good devices. They just never, never supported them, really. You know, right? Uh, October fourteenth, Disney Magical World two for the three DS. Didn't look into that. Sorry, guys. It's all right, Dan. I was I'll actually hoping you brought it up. <laughs> Uh, October 16th, Skylanders Imaginators for PS3, PS4, Wii U, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. Uh, it was developed by Toys for Bob and published by Activision. Uh, the newest edition is Imaginators, which are characters created by the player. At the beginning of the game, players can select a battle class and elemental class, which determines their fighting style. Afterwards, players can customize the names, voices, powers, appearances, colors, and sizes of their Imaginators. Uh, For players who do not wish to create a new character, they can use a mechanic that automatically generates an Imaginator randomly or use any existing Skylanders featured in the predecessors. Sounds neat. Yeah. Yeah, if you're into that. Yeah. Create your nerd. Create your own Skylander. Yeah. I wonder how robust the creation tools are. Because you you could probably get some pretty cool Pokemon if the... Yeah, Pokemon... Uh, I was gonna say Pokemon like uh, Skylanders, but if you know if you have a lot of creation tools, but so I'll be interested to see how that turns out. Do they have uh, functionality between Amiibo and the Skylander stuff? Just for the Wii U, there's just for the Wii U. Yeah, there's uh, a Donkey Kong and a Bowser uh, Amiibo Skylander. Okay, that can be used for both. Gotcha. We have the Donkey Kong one, actually. I've been wa- we've been wanting to get the Bowser one, but I just kind of forgot about it. Mm. Uh, October 18th, Crazy Machines 3 for Windows PC. Don't know. Uh, also on the 18th, Eagle Flight for Oculus Rift. You guys yeah. remember You guys remember Eagle, Eagle Flight? Hell I yeah. From, was that Ubisoft? Yep. yep. That was silly. <laughs> I think I think that's our game of the year. Game of the year, Eagle Flight. Mm. I think it's uh oh it's getting a it's also getting a PSVR release. I yes. think that was summer. November 8th. No, oh, okay. Yeah, cuz you have November. Yeah. Um yeah, uh that was the one if you if you don't remember, uh it's where you're you play was it like a tag light game with with eagles in in VR? Capture yeah. the flag. Yeah, capture the flag, that's right. Yeah, you have to capture the flag and take it back to your nest or whatever. 
Uh, that's the one where they were zooming in and out of the tree branches and over and under ruins and stuff. I mean, it looked like it would be fun, but uh, fun for like an hour, you know, that yeah. type of thing. Um, also on October 18th, Exist Archive, The Other Side of the Sky for PS4, PS Vita. Super, also on the 18th, Super Dimension Neptune versus Sega Hard Girls for PS Vita. No? Yeah. Will, you going to get that one? For sure. I've got my Vita sitting uh, right here. I was going to say, I keep forgetting you have a Vita. I do two, actually. You have two Vitas? No, I keep as, like, oh, I'm you, forgetting as well. You forget you have it. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, October 20th, Macross Delta Scramble for PS Vita. Yep. October 21st, Battlefield 1 for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, Battlefield 1 is developed by DICE and published by Electronic Arts. Uh, set in World War One. That's all the notes I took. I figured we'd, we would discuss Battlefield 1 a little bit. Yeah. I'm really excited for this game. More so than any shooter uh, of recent history. Yeah. I just really hope the campaign's good. It's, yeah, that would be helpful. Multiplayer, like, uh, you know, is something I'll only play for a little bit. But if it has a good campaign... Like some of the, you know, the more story-driven first-person shooters that I like. Uh, it'll have a lot more longevity for me. Although I don't know if I'm going to be getting it right away. You would get it on PC, PC, correct? yeah. Gotcha. Uh, because there's another game that I probably want more coming out the same day. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Oh. No. No. Damn. Also on October 21st, Civilization Six. Yeah, you're right. For PC. That's a big day. That yeah, that would take precedence over Battlefield One. It'll, it'll depend on the funds, but I would definitely get Civ Six over Battlefield One. Uh, so right. Civ Six is developed by Firaxis Games and published by Two K Two K Games. Uh, two main additions to the new game: the first being multiple tiled cities, where cities can be divided into districts over several different hexes. Uh, they use the example of you could have a hex be your like military district, and you get military bonuses on that. Uh, you know, if you put your military buildings on there, you get production bonuses and that sort of thing or if you have like uh like uh university uh district i guess as part of your city and you put it on a jungle or a forest you're going to get bonuses from that um seems like a neat idea i guess to alleviate some of the uh the space concerns that that could cause they're going to have a little bit of uh unit stacking Corey. all right no Stacks of Doom coming I, back. I, I don't think you can stack. Well, I they, they explained it. It didn't sound too bad. Not like a stack of Doom type of thing, but like maybe a cavalry and art and and uh, infantry. You can stack two on the same same tile. That would make sense. Yeah. Make it into like an army. Yeah. So. Uh, and then the second is that the tech tree has been reworked so that there's not one specific way to play the early game to get a leg up on your competition. Mm. Uh, in, in the you know in the other ones there was certain techs that you could go for that would give you a huge advantage if you if you made a beeline yeah. towards them right away. It's so, like a build order kind of thing. Yeah, like, this is the most effective way to do this. Yeah, which I mean I'm sure this system will be whittled down to that at some point too, but. I uh, hope it maybe takes a little bit longer or maybe there, maybe, maybe not. Maybe there will, really will be multiple ways you could play the early game. That's my hope anyway. That would be nice. Yeah. 
October 25th, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 for PS4 and Xbox One. That obviously is the Dragon Ball Z uh, fighter game. What's it called again, dude? Xenoverse 2. Oh. I've been wanting to get the first Xenoverse just because of my history with Dragon Ball. DBZ. I miss DBZ. You watch the new show. It's pretty good. I already started one anime this week, Corey. I can't do another one. Dragon Ball Super. What'd you start, Will? I'll talk about it in our weeks. It's nothing <laughs> special, but oh. special am I gonna to be ex- Am I going to be excited? No, you're probably going to be like, ugh. Oh. <laughs> it's the uh, Pretty Little Liars Japanese anime. W- I'd watch that Japanese anime. <laughs> I guess things are getting real in uh, pre- PLL right now. Oh, boy. Yeah, mid-season finale uh, next week. Oh, uh, Ren Kingston's coming back. Anyway. Also on the 25th, Just Dance 2017 for PC, PS3, PS4, Wii U, Wii, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. Just Dance? Just Dance. Yep. Uh, Also on the 25th, The Last Guardian for PS4. (laughs) Finally. Assuming there's no delays. (sighs) (laughs) I don't know where to begin with this game. At least you don't have to pay a full price for it, right? Oh, is it only 40 No, I think you and Eric will split it, right? Oh. Yeah, no. Me and Eric will definitely split it. Yeah. What do you guys think the review scores of this game are going to be? Sevens. It'll be average. I betcha. Which game? Last Guardian. Oh, yeah. Average, right? I mean, I want it to be really, really good. Definitely average. Yeah. That's what I think, too. I want it to be good, too, but... Too much hype on it. Yeah. Sony does this. They get the big hyped games, and they uh, are average. We'll see, won't we? October 25th. Also on the 25th, World of Final Fantasy for PS4 and PS Vita. Me. I feel like this fall games preview more than any others has less uh, interesting, more some minor games that that when I did this research or whatever, I always felt like in the past there was like three or four games that I was like, oh, that sounds really cool, and there just wasn't that this time around. You know, I think hmm. with World of Final Fantasy, I'm gonna wait and see how reviews are for it. Because I'm a sucker for Final Fantasy stuff. Sure. Um, so maybe it'll be all right. Yeah. I just, I mean, I'll never forget the reveal for, was it at E3? Not this year, but last year. And the Final Fantasy thing came up and people got, got all excited and it was it was this <laughs> game. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> That's always going to be my impression of World of Final Fantasy. And then they proceeded to reveal, yeah, the biggest one, the bit, yeah, the big cheese. Uh, also, October twenty fifth, Yomawari Night Alone for PC and PS Vita. I don't know anything about that other than it's a survival horror game. Which... Yomawari. Yep, Yoma. Yomawari. Yomawari. Night Alone. Ooh, looks like, like a don't solid... starve. Looks like a solid Vita hit. 
October 27th, uh, Japan-only release for Berserk, uh, PS3, PS4, Vita. Also on the 27th, Japan-only, Crow's Burning Edge, PS4, and Neo Atlas 1469 for PS Vita on the 27th. All right. You guys aren't excited for Berserk? It's Japan-only. What? But I figured I'd cover it for our Japanese listeners. I mean, I'm waiting for Dynasty Warriors 10, not Berserk. Do we have gotcha. Japanese listeners? Uh, no. I don't know. No one that's interacted with us, anyway, that I'm aware of. Hmm. Um, now I'm curious. Yeah. October 28th, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 for PC. Uh, also on the 28th, Titanfall 2 for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, Titanfall 2 is developed by Respawn Entertainment and published by Electronic Arts. Um, it's Titanfall. You know, it's got the whole the whole tagline, revamp weapons, more mechs, more more weapons, more more yada yada. Uh but they are adding a single player campaign, which I think is good. So that's one I may get on a sale at some point. Cause if I get a first yeah. person shooter in the fall, it's gonna be Battlefield one. And then the uh, last one. Go ahead, Will. Titanfall was your game though. Titan I really enjoyed Titanfall. I did for about, you know, for about a month. How, how That's how long I enjoy multiplayer first-person shooters for. And then I get bored and move on. So so out of every shooter, you you pick Battlefield 1, right? Out of all of them? Yeah, just because of the setting. Gotcha. Tickled, mm. tickled with the World War One setting. Japan is 15th for us, for listeners. 15th ranked? Yeah, country sandwich between uh, Luxembourg oh. is has more, Ireland has less. Wow, Luxembourg's a country. Yeah, yeah, man. The Duchy of just... the Duchy of Luxembourg. Oh, I thought it was a city inside. It's very One small. Of those. Very small country. Gotcha. Very small. Uh, October twenty eighth, Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim Special Edition. The yeah. remastered Skyrim. There's a lot of people looking forward to that, as well they should be. Uh, I've been saying for years they should put it on the new new gen systems. So here it is. Updated visuals, um, better frame rates. It comes with all the DLC, right? I meant to look yes. that up and I forgot. Uh, and then if you own the PS, P, PC version with all the DLC, uh, it's, a, it's a free download. So that's also awesome. Because as much as I like having mods, if you don't have to mod a game, it's nice. Definitely. Well, people, people are going to mod it anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're going to make it look even better. But, um, you know, it's it's less taxing on your system to just run the game natively, mm-hmm. generally. Generally speaking, of course. So that's all I got. What do you got, Corey? Oh, boy. We're already into November, eh? Yeah. Well, let's lead off November with the big hitter. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare comes out November 4th for the Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Uh, it's an Infinity Ward joint. Infinity Ward's back on the back on the beat, Will. Back in the rotation, huh? Yeah, for their new three-year cycle thing. I guess they were doing two years before. Yeah, I believe next is Sledgehammer. Uh, okay. All right. Who's Who does the other? Treyarch. Treyarch, that's right. Didn't one of them get booted? Infinity Ward had some issues after uh, 
think MW two and three. Oh, the whole uh, Vince Ampella thing. Yeah, um, and then they did Ghost, and that was like not received well, and all that stuff. And uh, most of those guys started respawn. Yep, and we have Titanfall out of it. And we do have Titanfall. Uh, so the setup for this one is that it's uh, in the distant future, and it's a battle over the solar system. So Earth is is stripped of its natural resources, and they have a bunch of colonies in the solar system that provide them with with uh, the mining and all that good stuff. Uh, so the United Nations Space Alliance is running the show on Earth, but there's these antagonists called the Solar Defense Front, which are sort of taking control of all these uh, solar system colonies. So you're tasked as Nick Reyes, captain of the Special Combat Air Recon, you're tasked with stopping these bad guys uh, by traveling the solar system and taking care of business. It's a pretty interesting setup. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy. People were not happy with the reveal. I think it was the reveal tra trailer. And it was actually the second most downvoted video of all time on YouTube. Which is quite the accomplishment. Yes. Very impressive. <laughs> yeah. And it was also the most downvoted YouTube trailer of all time. So, uh, it, the... it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I, I know. But people were worried that the game... <laughs> based on its setting, would stray too far from its core gameplay. Um, so some of the things they talked about are the zero-G combat, combat and zero-gravity, um, and also the jack jackal, which is that jet fighter that we saw in some of the gameplay and stuff. Uh, so the game's head of narrative, I was reading an interview today, said that the jackal stuff isn't on rails, it's not a one-off, uh, it's a big part of the game, and it, it's actually meant to mimic the gameplay of the Avatar, in the way it moves, aims, and shoots. Huh. So even though you're in a spaceship, it still feels familiar to people who have been playing uh, on the ground Call of Duty all these years. Which I think is a smart move. Uh, but they did say that the ground combat is still the primary mode of, of conflict. And uh, the transition between the aerial stuff and the jackal and ground combat is seamless. Uh, I don't know how that will play out in multiplayer or if it will, but it'll be interesting to see. I kind of feel bad for Call of Duty at this point because it's the damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Like, people have been yeah. wanting a change. Yeah. So they <laughs> yeah, they, right. they change it, and people, you know, it's the most hated or most downvoted, one of the most downvoted uh, videos on YouTube, you know. But it's also... It's, yeah, I agree with you 100%. But it's also the most upvoted trailer of theirs. Okay. Reveal trailer of theirs. So you're right. It's, it's this <laughs> you weird. Serious? Yeah, it's this weird schism between the two factions. Um, I happen to fall on the side of somebody who wanted something different. Yeah. And this game sounds awesome to yeah. me. Well, I remember, uh, when, was it during the PS4 conference at E3 when they showed it? I was like, wow, this game looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then it ended yeah. up being the new Call of Duty. I'm like, oh, dang it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm all about it. Was it was so awesome that we... Go ahead. Go ahead, Corey. No, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm all about it. This whole uh, travel the solar system and take out these these criminals, I think, is a, a really cool concept. And, uh, I mean, it, it looks beautiful. I mean, it'll play beautiful. That's almost a guarantee at this point from Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. 
So mm. I'm I'm all about it. Sure. Well, did you have something to add? I was gonna say, yeah, it looked so awesome that we all thought it was a different game. Yeah. I was I, I didn't. I actually knew. I was legitimately shocked no, when I saw that it was Call of Duty. No, you didn't. Yes I did. We all thought it was a different game. You guys were texting in the chat, like, what is this? And I said Call of Duty. Oh, that's right. I thought you were kidding when you said we, that. We all thought no. you were joking. <laughs> okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's Call why of... we didn't <laughs> Cod, man. You, um, you know what I would like, actually, for, for Call of Duty to do is if I could buy just the campaign for, like, 20 bucks. Because I, yeah. I will literally never play the online. Yeah. If I could buy the campaign for 20 bucks, I would be one happy camper. That would be nice. Yeah. That'll never happen. No. But that would right. be nice. They're going to start taking the campaign out, is my guess. Yeah. The campaign they... will be DLC. I mean, that's what they did with uh, Black Ops 3 on the old consoles. $15 DLC for the campaign. Yeah. Um, so if you pre-order the Legacy Digital Deluxe or Legacy Pro version of the game, you get a free copy of Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare Remastered. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, those are all more expensive tiers than the main game. If you just buy the $60 game, you're not getting the remaster, so... Be wary of that. Uh, and if that doesn't allay your fears, Game Informer named it their best shooter of E3. So there you go. And one thing I want to do with this preview, I listened to the uh, Film Spotting podcast, and instead of like just running, they did their fall movies preview, and instead of just running through all the movies... And just listing them off and talking a little bit about them. They did their preview in like top five form of like questions. Like, oh, will the new such and such movie redeem so and so's career? That's how they previewed the the fall stuff. So what I tried to do is at the end of all these games ask the big question regarding the game. So for me, the big question of Call of Duty is will the most controversial Call of Duty of all time, arguably of all time, satiate the most fervent Call of Duty fans. What do you guys think? Ooh, that's a tough question. Uh, I'm going to say no. No? And I really don't have a reason to think that. I just kind of have a feeling. Yeah. I feel like this game will get reviewed great by critics and not by um, fans. It'll have like a, it'll be the Steam review that's uh, you know a fifty or fifty five, like yeah. some other games currently. I just I don't see that happening. No, I really don't. For this game, yeah, I mean, the, the Call of Duty is just always good. Whether you like, I mean, you might not like that that game, but uh, it's always well a good package, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's why I think the critics are going to think this game's amazing, and... Oh, yeah. The fans... User score, will, okay. ...will hate it, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Well, the uh, it's the silent majority versus the vocal minority, and... I mean, the, yeah. the, the minority... At least it seems like the minority of people were very vocal <laughs> regarding the, uh, the reveal trailer, so we'll see. Yeah. The type of person that makes a bunch of Gmail accounts so they could repeatedly downvote the video from all their yeah. all their different accounts. 
and starts change.org petitions to get corporations to do what they want. Yeah. So much effort for that. It really is. So that's Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. I'm excited. Uh, Also, November 4th, Football Manager 17. It's a football management sim for PC. I'm not going to get into depth about it. Uh, Mario Party Star Rush is the other November 4th release for the 3DS. It's a party game developed by ND Cube, who made the last few Mario Parties. Uh, There's not too much to talk about with this, but I did think it was interesting. Uh, They sort of changed how Mario Party works in this game. Everybody takes their turn at the same time in Star Rush. So... Everybody rolls their dice at the same time, and you, instead of moving down like a game board path, you're just on a uh, landscape of tiles, and you just kind of go in whatever direction you want. So there's no, like, waiting around for your turn, which I thought was a, a pretty interesting change. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's the main game mode. It's called Toad Scramble. You can only play as Toad, which kind of sucks, but you do recruit the recognizable Mario characters along the way. Um, so yeah, you just kind of set your own path and objectives for winning. You choose like, oh, maybe I'll go to the boss, the browser tile now, uh, if that plays into your best interests. Um, I'm not sure how the hierarchy works though. Like it's, uh, who lands on which tiles and what, which order they resolve and stuff like that. I'd be interested to see how all that works out. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this. I didn't until today when I was reading about it, the original box art for the game was recycled from a SpaghettiOs can, an old Nintendo SpaghettiOs can promotional really? image. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. They ended up redoing it, but yeah, when they first revealed the box art, <laughs> there's this whole thing. <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. Is that what did you see that in Kotaku or something? Uh I don't I don't think Kotaku covered it. I don't know, it's just in my Google searches that was one of the if you type type it in uh, Mario Party Star Rush into news and do a news search you'll you'll find it mario party star rush um but yeah like I, this is the second mario party to be on 3ds or on handheld but i, I just uh, i don't know as somebody who used to love sitting around with friends and playing the mario parties on consoles like is it being on 3ds hinder it at all you know i don't know uh, I don't know. I, I prefer uh, these games being on Wii U, usually. Yeah. You want to sit down with people and play. Exactly. And, like, how often do four people with 3DSs get together? Never. never. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I've never done it. No. I mean, we're also in our 20s, but... And 30s. <laughs> that doesn't hey, mean anything. Yeah. Let me, let me say it while I can still say it, Dan. <laughs> 30s are not so bad. We're out of time. 30s are not so bad. I've enjoyed my 30s thus far. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. I can't wait to be 50. Mm. They always say uh, 50, uh, 50, the golden, the golden years, you know, 50 plus. That's when they say you're, you're most happiest. Well, that's because they're <laughs> making the best of, uh, <laughs> of, of their advanced age. Hey man, fifties and no, new thirty. Yeah, no, I agree. That's... I've been noticing that more so this recently. I mean, obviously that's the case. Like, medicine gets better and all that stuff. But I know 
uh, personally, two 70-year-olds who do not seem 70 at all. Yeah. You know, they act and move like 50-somethings. Sure. It's uh, it's kind of weird. I want to be 98. In running marathons? Yep. Yeah, that'd be all right. That's when I know I've, I've made it. Is it Dad yep. who said that someone that's alive right now will live to see 200? Or 150, was it? Oh it, was a, it was a high age. Yeah, it was something crazy. It's Would you want to be alive that long? If it, was, it depends. If it was quality life, I yeah. would. Like, we're we're lucky that our hobbies kind of don't, the things we like to do don't require much out of us. Yeah. You know, as long as your hands work and stuff. Well, not even, you know, we'll get to a point where you can play video games without using your hands. But, you know, if I could just sit in a chair and play video games from the time I'm like 60 to 90, you know, 30 years of video games, that'd be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Back yeah. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> not, that I, not that I say it out loud. You can catch up. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be nice. Uh yeah, that's Mario Party Star Rush. November eighth, Cartoon Network Battle Crashers. That's one that suffers my lack of time suffered from my lack of, of time to prepare for this, so I just didn't look up anything about it. Uh Eagle Flight, Dan talked a little bit about that's also November eighth for PlayStation VR. Dishonored 2 comes out November 11th for Xbox One, PS4, and PC. It's an action-adventure stealth RPG thing from Arcane. The setup in this one, we talked about it in our 2016 games preview quite a bit, but the setup for this one uh, takes place 15 years after the first game. The Empress is dethroned by an otherworldly usurper, uh, and your job is to help get it back as the Empress herself, Emily Caldwin who is a character in the first Dishonored, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then from from uh, after the prologue, you can choose to play as either Emily Caldwin or Corvo, Corvo Atano, who is the main protagonist in the first game, right? Yep. And also Emily Caldwin's father and bodyguard. They have the same missions. They're just different, played from, obviously, the different perspectives of the two characters. Uh, they also have different sets of abilities, although from what I read, they sounded very similar. Like, Emily has her own version of Blink. It's called Far Reach, uh, which is just Blink, pretty much. But um, name. Yeah, and Corvo has a lot of his abilities from the first game. Uh, the developers said this one will be a little more challenging, and you can do it all stealth if you want. That's something a lot of people wanted. Uh, in most games, I feel like nowadays, most action-adventure games, people want to be able to all stealth it. Um, oh yeah, just going off that more challenging thing. One thing I thought was cool was this: uh, the blood flies. And I think they showed this in the E3 trailer. But if you leave a body out, it gets these bugs in it called blood flies, and they like lay eggs, and then blood flies can come out and attack you. Sounds what horrible. You sh- oh, Dan's watching watching baseball i'm not watching i'm just keeping updated on the score <laughs> you'll have to eight, let me know eight to four i'm what good guys yeah i'm yeah. watching right now actually all right anyway but anyway the blood flies thing uh it encourages you to hide the bodies which is a element of stealth games that i've always liked but very rarely <sighs> used. Util- yeah 
You know, I always like that idea, like, oh, I got to do something with this body. But most of the time in these games, I've never had to actually do that. Pretty much just leave them wherever and doesn't seem to matter. Uh, so this is more incentive to do that. There's also improved AI. Another thing I talked about at the top of the year. Uh, so the enemies are better at searching and understanding combat situations. Like if if uh, one character has range and the other doesn't, you know, the one who doesn't would go up to you and the one who used range would know to, like, stay back and hit you with their ranged equipment. Uh, I personally wasn't impressed with the E3 showing for Dishonored 2. I don't know about you guys. I thought, I thought my main right. my main gripe was that I thought the animations looked real, real bad. Um, just all the stuff they were doing just didn't. The, the animations just pulled me right out of it. They were just so clunky. I don't sure. know. I mean, I, I'm I'm excited for it. I, I I don't know. I feel like it's more of a stylistic choice, Corey, for the yeah. animations. Like, because I kind of felt that way about the the first game too. A little bit. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just something about it. It didn't, didn't do it for me, but who knows? We'll see. I'm going to play the first Dishonored again on PC. I've heard it's it's a better game to play on PC, especially with the precision of the controls. Yeah. So. I was, I was playing it for a bit on the PS4. Yeah. I liked it a lot, yeah. More than I did the first time. Sure. Yeah. So uh yeah, my my question for Dishonored 2 is will it uh will it hit hard enough to earn a fully fledged trilogy? Yeah. It, it'll get a trilogy regardless, I think. It yeah. has its it has its uh almost like cult following, mm-hmm. I guess. Um you know, fans that are that are really into the Dishonored. Um, yeah. I don't know if it'll it'll never be like uh Assassin's Creed or something like that, but Yeah. I mean Honestly, the first one is really well received. I'm pretty sure yeah. we're the only podcast that said it was just all right. Everybody else said it was amazing. Yeah. Dishonored? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think you're right. We'll see. Uh, November 15th, Gran Turismo Sport for the PS4. It's Gran Turismo. I mean, I don't know. And I didn't. Nothing I read was super interesting. Uh, but if you're into racing games, then obviously that would be one you'd be into. Uh, game I'm inter- interested in, also November 15th, is Watch Dogs 2 for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. It's an open-world, action-adventure, third-person shooter, stealthy, genre-blending game uh, from Ubisoft Montreal. The setup for Watch Dogs 2 is it's set in a fictional universe of San Francisco, uh, includes the downtown area, the civic area, the coast area, Oakland, Marin, 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 right? Marin, Marin, Marina. It's Marin. I think it's Marin. Marini. And Silicon Valley are all the uh, the areas you can go to. Nice. Uh, so you control Marcus Holloway, who works for DeadSec, a hacker group trying to take down the city's advanced surveillance system. Uh, Marcus Holloway is uh, a do-gooder, I guess would be the best way to phrase it. I draw, drew a lot of parallels with uh, Mr. Robot. I don't know if you guys have seen any Mr. Robot. But no, I want to. It's kind of the vibe I got. 
In this one, driving was overhauled to make it a little easier. I didn't play the first one, so I don't have much much context here. But uh, driving was made easier. Marcus can parkour around the city, which seems to be a trend. You know, if you have an open world game, you got to get around quickly, so you got to parkour. Ubisoft staple. Yeah, Ubisoft staple. Uh, there's much more to hack. You can hack people's phones to make them panic. You can hack all cars. Uh, not just to set the alarms off like you could in the other one, but to activate the engines and drive them around remotely. Um, you can also hack the surveillance profiles of NPCs to set their status to, like, wanted. So the police would show up and try to arrest them, and they could either take the arrest, depending on which NPC it is, they could take the arrest or resist arrest, which would lead to a full-on cops versus robbers shootout which sounds pretty cool i'm sure there's limits to that power but that's not a pretty neat uh you also have access to a small rc car and a flying drone to reach difficult locations and hack things remotely um it's also seamless co-op which means in when they say seamless they mean no loading screens i kind of remind me the division i don't think there's loading screens in the division is there if you're switching between Hmm. I don't. I never really, never really played it. I just remember the co-op being very graceful in the division. Sure. Uh, But what people worry about is like sabotage, like somebody coming into your game and sabotaging your whatever quest you're on or something like that. But what they did is they worked in a bounty system. So if somebody comes into your game and sabotages you, they get a bounty on their head. So when they're playing their campaign or whatever, uh, and the police are after them, people can join the police in hunting them in their game. And if they kill that person, they get the bounty that's on their head. That's pretty cool. Which is pretty cool. I like that a lot. I think that's neat. Uh, But of course, I I just worry that there's always going to be those players that just want to grief you. Yeah. And they don't care about the consequences. Sure. but you, you're able to play offline if you want. So, you don't really, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, I read an article from Tom's Hardware that reported from Gamescom that they were worried about the same repetitive gameplay loop from the first game. Uh, they, they felt like even though there were all these additional tools, uh, what they saw, they were not convinced that it wouldn't suffer from the same issues as the first one. So, um, and they also wrote. Quote, whereas the original Watch Dogs was more serious, Watch Dogs 2 is about all-out shenanigans and hooliganism. So it's sort of taking that open-world stuff, uh, sort of maybe the jump from, like, Saints Row 2 to Saints Row 3 kind mm-hmm. of thing. Much less I'm serious. All right, with, Much all right with that. Well, they pointed to the ability to take selfies. It's <laughs> like, the dumbest, you know aspect it's a dumb thing I'm in real life it's, it's a dumb thing yeah. in real life it's even dumber in in a video game yeah uh so i'm sort of just curious to see if watchdogs 2 can tap into current events in a meaningful way you know there's a lot going on when it comes to mass surveillance there's uh, there's a lot of cyber warfare between the united states and russia nowadays too yeah i think there's a lot of opportunity there for yeah. them to explore some of that sure um We'll see if they actually do. I doubt it, but I think it would be nice if they did. 
Moving along, Planet Coaster comes out November 17th for Windows. It's a construction simulator uh, by Frontier, which developed the previous Roller Coaster Tycoon. Uh, it is the spiritual successor to Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. It's been available in Alpha for purchase for a while now. Um, people seem to think it's pretty good. So if you're looking for a more modern Roller Coaster Tycoon, Planet Coaster seems to be your way in. I think there's a limit to the Alpha how long you can purchase it in alpha and i think it might be up already so uh, you probably just have to wait for the full release november 17th november 18th is killing floor 2 a pc linux ps4 first person shooter by tripwire interactive it's currently in early access people seem to enjoy it um seemed kind of blah to me i don't know i wasn't i'm not into killing floor so maybe it's just not for me but the setup is that there's a zombie outbreak all across europe this one takes place a month after the first one, uh, you can play it solo or with up to six players, or with up to five, I think six total. Uh, you just fight wave after wave of zombies until boss fights, and then you fight the boss, and that's Killing Floor 2. Does this remind you of Left 4 Dead, but less going out to try to get to the end of the map and more Horde style? I really don't know. Okay. It reminds me of another zombie party game Zed is that what they call them zombies killing floor Zed yeah but if you're not playing killing floor 2 on November 18th maybe you're playing Pokemon Sun and Moon on November 18th I will be you will be oh boy will I be what if I still have your 3DS I gave you one job to get it back to me before Pokemon Sun. Oh, yeah. I can do that. I'll do that for sure. Um, This one takes place in the tropical islands of Alola, which are just based on Hawaii. In fact, the developers sent, the Game Freak developers sent people to Hawaii for research. That sounds all right. Yeah. That would be awesome, right? Yeah. Business trip to Hawaii. Um, there are new Alola adaptation forms for older Pokemon. Yep. And the one I read was Executor can adapt uh, to Alola by growing a longer neck and an extra head and resembling a palm tree. That sounds awesome. <laughs> if you look at it, it actually looks really dumb. I know. It sounds really dumb. I mean... But hey, whatever. No, because some of the other ones are really cool, like Marowak and Vulpix and what all of them. Do? Oh, I just picked the dumb one to Yeah. Oh, okay. You literally That is the dumbest the dumb one. one. <laughs> it's uh what's that confirmation bias or whatever? You look for the You look for the example that supports your opinions. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like when Executor is on screen and is a Lola form, like you can't even see his face because his neck is so long. Like on screen. You just see the bottom <laughs> of the tree trunk. Yeah. All but, right. like, Vul- Vulpix becomes, like, an ice fox, which is really cool looking. Why does uh, it become an ice fox? This is Hawaii. I don't know. It changes form, Corey. God. Hmm. Uh, right. Mar- Marowak becomes a ghost. Um, and, like, it's the one that's got the bone uh, in its hand. that, Kind of like Darth Maul's lightsaber, sort of. It becomes, like, there's two fires at the end of each, uh, each side of the bone, uh, which looks pretty cool. There's a couple other ones. Raichu looks a lot cooler, too. <laughs> uh, okay. Cool. 
There's also uh, something called Z-moves, which are moves tied to Pokemon that can be used once per battle. And the one example I saw was Pikachu's Gigavolt Havoc. Did you see that? Yes, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. Gigavolt Havoc. You can also, this is new, choose your skin and hair color. Uh, I'm pretty sure you could do that in X and Y. I don't think so, Will. I think you, you need to do your Pokemon research. I think I know. You could, you could definitely customize in X could and Y. Could you choose your skin and hair color? I think you could choose your hair color. Mm, hair I don't know. Style. You could probably you... choose your style, but not, not color. I'm pretty sure you can... Okay, whatever. You want to bet? Okay, hair color. Sorry. <laughs> you were right. I really don't know. I'm just going on the article that I read. They could be wrong. Also, some sort of readout appears after you fight a Pokemon for the first time uh, that tells you what moves worked and which didn't in the past against them, which I thought was a good and meaningful improvement. There's something called the Pokemon Bank. Do you know, know you don't that? really, you don't even really need that. You, if you know anything about Pokemon, you know what's effective and what's not. Not everybody knows anything about Pokemon, Will. Well, then they're stupid. Well, whatever. Uh, the Pokemon Bank. Do you know anything about that? Yes. So you can own, if you own the digital versions of Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, you can transfer them to Sun and Moon by using the Pokemon Bank Cloud Pokemon storage thing, which has a monthly fee attached to it. I don't know. How does that whole thing work? I don't know. I never use it because there's a or, monthly fee. Sorry, a yearly fee. Uh, $5.00. $5 a year? Maybe it might be more or less. I don't know what the price is exactly. Um, I'm sure there's restrictions in, in that. But why don't they just make it so every Pokemon you catch in every game goes to this Pokemon bank? Or is that what it is? Uh, I mean, you can send it there. For every game? Pretty sure, yeah. Interesting. I like it. I mean, ones that you can play on the 3DS, yeah. So, like, the digital versions of all the games. So, technically, it would be all of them, right? I don't... I mean... Yeah, actually, because all of the ones that uh, got released digitally... Because, like, they remade all of the other ones. The only ones that I don't think you could were blue and red. Because gotcha. the Heart Gold and Soul Silver, Soul Silver you can uh, play on the 3DS because those are the new versions of the game. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um, trials replace gyms so each island has a captain on it each of these Alola islands has its own captain uh, that when you get to the captain the captain sends you on a little RPG style quest where you do a bunch of things and then at the end of it you battle the captain and win the totem Pokemon it's just what I read I don't know uh, yeah I don't know just paraphrasing what I read. I, I, don't, I don't know. They also have a Battle Royale mode, uh, which is uh, like a four-player free-for-all. You attack whichever person you want. Uh, and when one person dies, uh, the match is over. And they base the ranking, like first place, second place, third place, on how many Pokemon you killed. Or defeated, I should say, because nobody's killing Pokemon here. That's the direction they should have gone with Pokemon Uranium. That's isn't there a mature like Pokemon game out there? I thought that was it. It's a little more mature. I could but... have sworn there was a Pokemon game for adults being developed. 
Mm, I don't know. I don't know if that's something separate from uranium or if it's... I don't know. Uh, they also have something called Poke Ride, which is like you can ride flying Pokemon. Is it like the Griffin Towers in EverQuest 2 where you just kind of... You can just ride the Pokemon to get from A to B quicker? Probably. Yes. Or is it like you can fly a Pokemon around? I mean, you can fly Pokemon around. Regardless. So, you, so you climb on and you just go wherever you want? There is a HM ability where that's fly, uh, and obviously only flying Pokemon can know it, and you can fly from city to city. I don't think that's what this is. Probably not. Hmm. It wouldn't be in the feature thing if it was something that's been done a hundred times. Yeah. Um, my big question for Pokemon Sun and Moon is, will I care? No, you won't. You and Eric will just hate on it without playing it. Uh, I appreciate and, Pokemon, but I don't like Pokemon. And Dan and I will like it and say, you guys should play it. And Eric will say no because he doesn't play things over two hours. And you'll just continue to hate it. <laughs> I don't hate it. Just don't have fun playing it. Um, Final Fantasy 15 comes out November 29th for PS4, Xbox One, and not PC, unfortunately. It's an action RPG developed by Square Enix. It's also the third game in the Fabula Nova Crystallis subseries. Final Fantasy Type-0, Final Fantasy 13 are also in that subseries. Or did they remove that aspect of it? That's how it was for a while, but they might have got rid of that. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the setup for this one, there's a bunch of nations... Each has a crystal. There are a bunch of wars that left only one city with a crystal. Uh, That nation sort of succeeds and passes the rest, but then this mechanical nation comes up uh, by sort of taking over all the other ones. Uh, The game starts with the last nation with a crystal being taken over. And your job, you're like the prince uh, Noctis, your job is to fix it figure everything out to save the world imagine that premise for final fantasy game does feature a darker atmosphere with more realistic characters uh open world environment we've seen so many gameplay videos of the action combat more similar to type zero uh there's no loading screens you just kind of enter the battle um no loading screens there's really like infinite videos of this game out there and yeah. that's the most interesting part of it for me, like following this game, is the big marketing push. Um, in fact, King's Glaive, the anime movie, just came out, uh, sitting at a 32% on Metacritic, 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it has a solid 8 out of 10 from fans uh, on IMDb, and I think the Metacritic user score was 8 out of 10 as well. Hmm. So. The voice actors are uh, Aaron Paul, Lena Hedy, Hedy, Lena Hedy, uh-huh. Dan. Yeah, yeah. And Sean Bean. So good cast, uh, and everybody. I did read a little bit about it on Reddit. People say like it's not a good movie, but if you're a gamer, you'll love it. Right. Okay. Uh, apparently, it's very impressive. Impressive visually, and uh, it does. Uh, it does a good job of conveying the. Final Fantasy 15 universe ahead of the game. So I'm looking forward to it. It's came to limited theaters and it releases digitally on August 30th. So I'm probably going to watch it. Uh, but in the meantime, speaking of the marketing push, 
there are four episodes of the anime prequel on YouTube, so I'll probably try and watch those. Uh, and there's also there's also been a bunch of playable demos. They're spending a lot of money on Final Fantasy 15, uh, which they should because it's been in development since 2006. So interesting. So what do you guys think? Can Final Fantasy 15 restore Final Fantasy to its former glory? No, but I think it'll be all right. It'll be okay. Just okay. I'm hoping it comes out either on PC or NX when the NX comes out. Huh. That's a bold claim, Dan. I don't know. At least as of right now, there seems to be a lot of third-party developer support for the NX. Yeah, we'll see how, how that goes when as time goes on, but. Yeah, I'm. Oh, Fiona dropped her bone. Uh-oh. I'm a little bit worried about it. Um, I talked a little bit about it a few weeks ago, but it just like we've seen a ton of combat videos, and to me, that's not. I don't really care about that. You know, I, I'm happy with all types. Of, I like the Final Fantasy Type Zero combat. I like the Final Fantasy One combat. You know, it's not what those games are about for me. Uh, so I don't know. It's just it. It also seems like there's just so much going on that it can get to the point where the game has to tell you what to do at all times. Yeah. Like, oh, press this button here. Do this now. Do this. 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 Like it. it it's. It almost seems like it's so concerned with spectacle and wanting everything to work that it's just gonna have to do everything for you, kind of thing. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm a little concerned with how much of uh, bros on a road trip it seems like. Yeah, yeah, but they're they're Japanese bros. It's not, you know, Western uh, frat bros, bros. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm with Dan. <laughs> if I hear the term bro once in the game, I'll turn it off. I think we hear bro in the trailer, don't we? <laughs> Probably. Maybe. It's trying to appeal to the Call of Duty crowd. Yeah. And well, the, and they say, like, they're more human characters, and it's like, yeah, I'm not playing Final Fantasy for more human characters. Right. Human, you know, emotions, yes, but I don't care if they're, I don't know. some Somebody you'd run across in the grocery store. Yeah, I don't care. It doesn't need to be, like, a girl next door, guy next door kind of thing. Or people of Walmart. That's not what I'm interested in. We'll see. I I hope I get to play it this year. I really do, but I don't know. I have to borrow somebody's Xbox One. <laughs> Will, are you selling your Xbox One? Uh, no. I'll let you borrow it. Are you guys still there? Yes. yes. Oh. Um. Yeah. So that's Final Fantasy 15. Any more thoughts on that? Nah. Okay, my last one. Uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew comes out November 29th for the Vive Rift and PlayStation VR. It is a VR experience developed by Red Storm Entertainment. Uh, it's set in the alternate Trek universe, the one that J.J. Abrams started with his 2009 film. And you are one of a crew of four controlling the USS Agus. Uh, the roles you can play on the Star Trek Bridge crew are engineer, 
who allocates power to different systems, like the weapons and the shields and all that good stuff. Uh, the tactical person, who is in charge of the weapons. The helm is the person who flies the ship, and the captain is the one that gives the orders. They apparently demoed it quite a bit at Gamescom, uh, and I read some very, very favorable reviews of it. The one I was reading was talking about how they use the Oculus Touch controllers, which aren't out yet, um, but he said in his review that it, it was so one-to-one, like so perfect that he even forgot they were in his hands while he was manipulating his uh, virtual in-game touchscreen, which to me is very promising. Yeah. Um, you're sent on a mission to explore another galaxy. Uh, what you're actually doing is searching for a new home for the Vulcans after their... Spoiler, planet was destroyed in the first Abrams movie. So, again, really good reviews. Is I read one where they commented on how nice the visuals are, like when you're out exploring space, which is something I wanted in No Man's Sky and didn't really get. Uh, that whole space porn kind of thing. Is Go there... Ahead, does I've never really watched Star Trek, but do they do intergalactic travel, or is it just interstellar travel? Maybe I maybe I mistyped, but I'm pretty sure they don't they go to like the edge of the universe. I have no idea. I've points? never watched it. But that's a whole other intergalactic travel is a lot more difficult and different than interstellar Ye- travel. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, in the world, it's, of Star I know it's Trek, not it's not real, it's, but yeah. There's no okay. hang-ups for that difference. Right. I could have just made a typo. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so the main cam- there's a main campaign, and then there's procedurally generated side missions. I really want to play this. Are you going to be able to come up? Well, first of all, get your own Oculus, and then come up with no. <laughs> three, three friends that have one. No. I wonder if they could run that off of, like, uh, Gear VR. Because that would be a lot more doable. I, I mean, I could got buy a Gear VR right now with my phone. It's less than hundred. There's uh, that Artemis Bridge Simulator game. is very similar to this, and uh-huh. you can play that just on PCs. Sure. And I think maybe mobile devices. We've all played Space Team on mobile. Uh, pretty similar. Yeah. To to what they're trying to accomplish here, I just really like the idea of this kind of game. I I would play it even on you know my iPhone. Sure. Get four people <sighs> in a room and. Uh, um, oh, yeah, Beardless says it's just interstellar travel, Dan. Okay. But he says he thinks Voyager did intergalactic travel. Okay. So maybe they've done it in the past. But... Yeah, because, you know, the ga- galaxies are, are, you know, really far apart from each other. Yeah. Uh, but, again, it's just a wormhole. That's well, how yeah. they explain it away. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that's when, when they figure when they actually do do, like, a lot of stellar travel, it'll be folding space so you can just jump through from one spot to another you know what blows my mind what do you hear about the planet they discovered today yeah it was it's literally the star closest to us yeah and we're just now finding it no i know it's pretty crazy and the weirdest part about that is we've heard about exoplanets many of them in the last you know few dozen years yeah that could harbor life in the same light and they're way further away yeah and we're just now this discovering the one that's four, the closest star to us it's like what is it four four light year 4.1 light years away yeah which is really close 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. It's just it kind of makes you wonder. It's like, well, if we're just finding that one, then like, how sure are we about all these other ones? Right. Actually, the article I read about it did sort of mention something about that. Like, they find these exoplanets that are really far away, uh, on based on one experiment, and then can't find them again. So it just kind of fizzles out. Right. And they're just forgotten. So. Yeah. Hopefully, this one sends some promise. And uh, <laughs> the like moment of. Uh, What's the word? Realization for me was at the end of the article when it said like, "Oh, and the we hope to develop the technology to travel to this exoplanet in the next couple centuries." I'm just like, I thought it said yeah, generations. We'll be for that one, I thought it said generations. Uh, the one I said mentioned oh. centuries, the next two centuries. Because <laughs> they they wanted they they think they can eventually develop a like little nano spacecraft that can do twenty percent of the speed of light, which then it would be twenty years for it to get there which is well, crazy to be... think about yeah yeah that's insane yeah it won't be it won't be around to see that one now although be... they are uh developing the technology to look at it yeah so that'll be nice sure but anyway that's it that's it for my november okay i didn't do anything in december I didn't either. Uh, no. There was only a couple ones. The only really the the one I wanted to talk about was South Park. Yeah. Uh, really excited for South Park. The fractured butthole. The fractured butthole. Yeah. Are they gonna sell the Nostulus Rift, or is yeah. that just a joke? No, it's real. And does that come as part of like a collector's edition or something? Probably. I think so. Yeah, I couldn't remember if that was just like a joke or something. Are you watching the baseball game, Will? That was a bad call. Yeah. Oh. It's a close one. High scoring. Yeah. Not to change the subject. Eight, but oh, God. No, it's not. The strikes, the, did they just score? It's 10-8. Okay. Well, my stream's behind then. Oh. Thanks, Dan. Sorry. 10-8 nah, good sorry. guys? Yeah. Yeah. 10-8 mid-Atlantic. Because it's Little League, the strike zone's huge. So, yeah. like, the things that are very clearly balls, they call strikes, and it aggravates me. Sure. But sorry, you continue. Go ahead, Corey. I got That's everything. Done. All right. Uh, shall we get into nibble bits? Sure. All right, nibble bits. Uh, I'll go first. So modders have already begun to do some work on the PC version of No Man's Sky, with the low flight mod solving the complaints of a lot of people. Low flight makes atmospheric flight a lot more interesting by allowing the player to fly much closer to the ground as well as through caves and canyons, through water, and even crash into obstacles. I watched a video of it. Uh, It definitely does add a little bit of immersion that wasn't there. As I said, flying through canyons and and stuff like that, it's uh, it's pretty neat. I think uh, modders will be able to turn turn No Man's Sky into into, uh, a much better experience. Let's hope. Yeah. I haven't tried I think it myself. There's enough interest though from the people who would make these mods. Yeah, definitely. Um, there was one. The it was called like dark, dark space or something like that, where it actually made space look like space where, we, as we know it, it's dark, uh, and it changes the lighting on all the planets and stuff too. So the the planets that the people were walking around on were actually legitimately like dark, you know, like mm-hmm. like night, like night here dark. And they said you had to actually use your torch because I don't think I ever used my torch. Uh, in my 
35 hours or whatever of no man's sky there's just no yeah. reason for it no um so i thought that was interesting too uh so we'll see what they do with no man's sky i've been i wanted to try that but i've just been so busy playing other things that i haven't yet uh and then my only other nibble bit that i forgot to tweet actually was that uh playstation now is coming to pc really you did you tweet that i thought you just tweeted the controller thing I, oh, I t- tweeted the controller thing a couple days ago, but the PlayStation Now I tweeted today. Oh, okay. Well, I'll let you talk about it then. But that's all right. I didn't, Go ahead. I don't. I didn't paraphrase it or anything. I'm just reading off the. Oh yeah, the they're article. yeah they're just uh, bringing it to PC. So uh, th- that's actually cool. I may actually use that in some capacity to play some of the older PlayStation games. Yeah, I don't like I don't the. Know. I really don't like the pricing on it I th- it's unreasonably expensive i think but uh, well it's better now that they have the subscribe and, and play all the games yeah. yeah i still don't like not being able to like own those games myself but you can pay twenty dollars for a single month subscription which gives you access to 200 games yeah and I there's have to look at the library but there's a few on there that i, I would want to play so but yeah that's my nibble bits so why don't you go ahead Corey? you can piggyback off of that well, also, as part of that, the DualShock wireless PC adapter is coming as well, so you can use your, your DualShock controller easily on a computer with just a dongle. So mm-hmm. that'll be all right. Uh, the Witness is coming to Xbox One. Will talked about that already, right? Yep, sure did. That news came out this week. Uh, I'll just keep moving along here. Pokemon Go! Shreds, 15 million daily users in one month. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. Uh, but they're still sitting at, uh, oh, let's see here, about 30, 30 million. You know, 45 to 30 million. No big deal. They No big deal. They probably just dumped off the people that were just playing it because it's what's popular, you know? Like, yeah. there was obviously a lot of people that weren't necessarily even Pokemon fans that just played it because that was the end thing. Yeah. And then some people that played it because of the novelty, that probably wore off, you know? Yeah, it, some like me and Corey. Yeah, wore off. For, Will and I kind of decided that we're going <laughs> to end the Pogo podcast after two episodes. <laughs> two episodes, <laughs> calling it a calling it a show? Yeah. Corey and I just really did not feel like recording <laughs> a new episode. <laughs> And that's a bad sign when we're two episodes in and I just can't muster up the energy to do a third one. Sure. Whenever and, Corey asked me when I was free to do the third episode, I was like, ugh. Well, and, and, yeah, it's just, and I have zero interest in even opening the Pokemon Go app. How am I supposed to do a podcast on a game I don't really even care about anymore? Yeah, there's not a lot to talk about. I still right. play it several times a day. I pop in and catch any Pokemon, but it really doesn't go beyond that you know no it just sucks because i did spend quite a bit of time getting everything set up and running and social media and website and everything and i've already realized like granted i was on a two-week vacation that probably had something to do with it oh, but sure. uh you know a month ago i spent solid chunks of time creating all that stuff only to just not <laughs> do anything with it anymore but Maybe we'll bring it back at some point. You live, you learn. Put it on a resume. Sure. (laughs) 
But Will and I are kicking around ideas for uh, a new podcast, so stay tuned. <laughs> no, no Man's Sky <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I'd be all right with that. I know Corey wouldn't want to do that, but... No, screw that. I already I, don't want to play that anymore. I brought up a lot of ideas, but Corey poo-pooed all of them already. Well, you just got to pick something you really care about. And I thought something I cared that, about Pokemon Go, but like I said, that two-week vacation, you know, that'll do it. That'll If you don't play something, you'll lose interest. And, like, I talked about that with Rocket League. You know, I haven't really played Rocket League since I've been home, and I played every day before I went on vacation. Sure. I don't know. Uh, we can move on from that. Fans, Dan, fans. Uh-huh. Around the world are building a new Halo game for PC. Yeah. Which sounds nice. Uh, it's called Installation 1. And uh, their goal, quote, is to create a multiplayer, the, create the multiplayer experience of the Halo games and for gamers to enjoy an amazing Halo experience worldwide on Windows, Mac, and Linux computers. Uh, you don't have to worry about them getting shut down by Microsoft because all the assets are their own. They're taking great effort to make sure all their work is completely legal um they're following all microsoft's content usage rules so should should be a very real thing we do have halo one on pc yeah we do yeah if you can find a copy of it anywhere yeah that's why i'm 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 hopeful that that even the old games like i would love to see just put on thrown on steam for you know 20 bucks or whatever i would buy those in a in a heartbeat yeah, well, they're building new maps and everything. I think I think I saw that they're creating the older maps, which yep. I guess is legal, uh, but also making ones from their own. Nice. So that'd be cool. Yeah, uh, multiplayer test scheduled for November. So cool. There you go. I'm excited for that. I would love to play. I was thinking about that earlier today. As a matter of fact, like how much fun it would be to play uh, older Halo on PC. Divinity 2 Original Sin or Divinity Original Sin 2 I should say uh, comes out September 15th on Early Access in Steam. Uh, I'm really excited for that. Divinity Original Sin uh, Original won my game of the year in 2014. I think it was that game came out. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to play that. I, I don't I'm torn. I don't know whether to do early access or not. As much as I love the first one, I kind of want to wait till it's done. Is, and play I, it. is it cheaper? I don't think it's going to be any cheaper. Okay. Because I was going to say, if it's cheaper, like if you buy it in early, because you know you're going to play it anyway, if you you know get like a discount for buying it in early access, then I would yeah. definitely do that. But if you don't if you don't think it's, cause it's $40 or yet early access, or don't we know yet? Yes, 40 Yeah, it won't be cheaper than that. Or it won't be more expensive than that. That'll be the price, probably. Uh, I mean, if the first one's any indication, totally worth it. That yeah. one was marked down, too, I believe. And that game was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, everything I'm looking for out of a fantasy RPG. So, excited for that. Uh, PS4. So, a lot of information about the PS4 announcement stuff leaked. Uh, the PS4 Slim the ps4 neo and it sounds like we're getting are we getting the slim will help me out are we getting the slim uh to coincide with the september announcement uh yeah and, slim and then the new like 
better hardware one is also coming out i think they're both and like going to be coming out i don't know if it's simultaneous but ready to go yeah all right so yeah that's uh that's coming a couple two weeks right yes there you go but there's also a rumor making the internet rounds that there's a new playstation handheld really remember when one of my crazy predictions was that we'd get a new playstation vita and you guys all poo-pooed me i never did such thing here you go why would they do that i i i don't know people love their vitas yeah uh sony is trying to make strides on the whole streaming thing i could i don't know i think there's a market for it i I really do they just they they don't they don't support their devices they, that's the PSP and the PS Vita are, are both the same. You know, they get they get a handful yeah. of JRPGs and then a handful of indies, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I, I do think uh, there is definitely opportunity there and potential. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll see. I don't know. And maybe maybe this handheld is a copy of the NX that maybe. Nintendo was so afraid of. Maybe. That would be cool. Yeah, if it, if it had the power to play PS4 games, yeah, that would be amazing. Modular thing. Yeah, maybe it could only play digital games. Yeah. I'd be into that. Yeah, me too. I guess a lot of people are excited for it. For it so, I mean... Yeah. Um, I'm really curious to see what that announcement's all about. What day is it? The 7th? September 7th? Sure. Which is a Wednesday... Yeah, that sucks. But anyway, uh, also, PlayStation Plus price is going up starting September 22nd. Uh, change from $60 a year to $70. Oh, I'm sorry. $60 a year. Wait. You got this, Corey. Come on. <laughs> 12 months. <laughs> oh, yeah. Going up to $60 a year. I'm not sure what it's at right now. 50 uh, 50 Okay, and monthly plans going up to what? No, I think the monthly got... plan is staying the same. All right, let me just read this. This is straight from the PlayStation blog, so this is a primary source. Update. Starting on September 22nd, 2016, prices for PlayStation Plus memberships will change to 60 U.S. dollars, 70 Canadian dollars for 12 months, and $25 U.S. And thirty dollars Canadian for three months. The monthly plan will change to twelve dollars Canadian and remain ten dollars in the U.S. If you are a current member, the new prices will take effect. If your membership renews on or after this date, I that makes no sense. The basically the monthly is staying the same, and the three month and the one year are going up. I had that same nibble by Corey. I would have had that all out in less time. Oh, okay. All right. The Canadian version of the monthly is going up by $2 a month. But other than that, the monthly is the same. Why? I don't know. Currency? All right. I'm hoping this leads to better PS Plus games. I'm getting really tired of what they've been releasing because I have not been interested in one of the games and. That's what people. That's what a lot of people year. said on on message boards. I was reading about that. That was that was what they were saying. So they hope it I'm, leads to better PS Plus games. 
Yeah, I'm fine with the price increase, just as long as they get me something better. Because it used to be so good, and now, like, since the PS4, like, it's just been lackluster. Yeah. Like, keep me knack, even. Like... <laughs> that was an exact comment that someone made. I can't even get knack. Was it really? Free. Yeah. It was a launch title almost three years ago, two years ago? Almost two years ago, right? Or was it three years ago? Three years ago. Wow. I think it was three. Because I thought by now we would get, like, Knack or Killzone or Battlefield 4, like, something like that. Yeah. No. I don't know, guys. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho. That's all. That's all I have for okay. Nibble Bits. What do you got, Will? Uh, keeping on the trend, uh, Xbox announced in September Games with Gold. You're going to be getting Earthlock Festival of Magic, Assassin's Creed Chronicles China on the Xbox One, and then for the 360, you're going to get Forza Horizon uh, and Mirror's Edge. Uh-huh. All right. It's, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't Mirror's Edge in a Humble Bundle before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could probably I, get that game for like $2. I think that's when I got it, was part of a Humble Bundle. Huh. I mean, I've never heard of Earthblock Festival of Magic. Um, but I mean, Forza Horizon's pretty good, even though it's pretty old. Sure. Um, Bethesda shows off its latest uh, Fallout 4 DLC, Nuka World. I don't know if we ever announced, but the release date for it is going to be uh, August 30th. Uh, and they recommend that you play, you start the DLC at at least level 30. So it sounds like it's going to be pretty hard. Uh, and the developers did a, an hour-long developer walkthrough uh, today for Twitch. That is up on Destructoid if anybody's interested. It looks pretty good. I'm interested to see if the last DLC is going to be worth it. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it looks like there's a ton of trash to dig through. <laughs> Uh, so Corey's not. Corey's <laughs> Corey's not it. digging it. No, <laughs> that instantly made me hate it. And that was I just optimistic. After playing Enderall, like I'm starting to question Bethesda. Games. Really? Yeah. Huh. What? Maybe this is a discussion for what we played. So I'll save it. Yeah. Sure. Um. Yeah, I mean, I liked Far Harbor a lot. I thought that was one of their better efforts uh, for DLC recently. I don't know. I got. I don't want to spend like twenty five dollars on this. That's the problem, because I would have spent fifty dollars on DLC. And it's like only two DLC pieces, and that's kind of a lot of money. Yeah. For a game that I didn't even like that much, even. And I yeah. liked it, and I wouldn't spend that much on the DLC. Maybe I'll wait for this one, because even the the location doesn't interest me that much. Because uh, at least Far Harbor had its own cool art style, and it took place in a unique area. This one just kind of looks more of the same. Sure. Like another one of those towers that you just go up. <laughs> go up a floor, and everything looks the same, and there's a bunch of trash. Maybe there's super a mutant mutants. Yeah. Throwing, throwing grenades that kill you through the floor yeah of the floor above yeah it's just it's great it's great yeah. this dlc is terrible 
Uh, and my last one is Woman Killed by Pokemon Go Driver. Yeah, there so... it is. I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't react like that. That's terrible, but we it, knew it would happen, right? Definitely. Uh, so a Pokemon Go player uh, was driving, uh, playing Pokemon Go, and hit two women, uh, 72-year-old. I'm not even going to try to do the name because it was in Japan. Uh, and a 60-year-old, uh, Koyoko Igawa. I can kind of do that one. Um, so she suffered the serious injuries, and the 17-year-old woman uh, ended up passing away. And the driver admitted he was playing Pokemon Go while driving. Uh, J- early- jail time? Yeah, he's arrested. I didn't see it exactly uh, jail time, but he did get arrested. Yeah. Um, come on, people. Be smarter than that. Because the, the game, even like while you're driving, says, hey, you're driving too fast. Don't play this while driving. Uh, and there's a little option that says, I'm a passenger. And you click that, and then the game um, lets you play. Uh, but it's not on the game at this point. If It has enough of security features in there to stop people from wanting to play while driving. It's yeah. up to the people at this point. I know. mean, people get killed every day by drivers texting. You know, yeah. it's not... Like you said, it's not on the game. At some point, people need to own up and, you know, probably be responsible for yourself. Driving. Yeah. Uh, so it's really sad to hear that, and we're depressing when anybody dies, like, especially from getting hit by a car. That's a horrible, horrible, horrible way to go. Yep. Uh, and that's it for me. A nibble bits. Okay. How was your week, Will? Uh... It was good. Uh, I've had the whole week off, so I've literally just kind of been playing some video games and catching up on some stuff. I played eight hours of Deus Ex today. Nice. I played from 10 in the morning to about 6 today. Nice. And I'm going to get up early again tomorrow uh, at 7 a.m. Just try to just get as much in as I can before school next week. Yeah. Because I kind of want to have a beat for our episode. Because Deus Ex is kind of like one of my franchises. Sure. I was the first one in to say Human Revolution was real good. So, yeah, been playing a lot of that. Uh, I started watching an anime. Polar Let's Bear Cafe. It. No, it's. Uh, I started watching. I watched. I was been watching Pokemon. Oh god. But it's not the Indigo League. I decided to watch the newest season that's on Netflix, which is X and Y. Uh, came out last year. Kind of like it. Okay. Um, I know you won't care, Corey, at all. No. But I don't know. I just it's. Hey, did Ash win the championship? Is that a spoiler? No, I mean it is a spoiler. He, I get. Okay, so recently I've been seeing a lot of people saying that the new, like the Pokemon X, Y, and Z seasons have been really good. Um. And, like, I've been seeing a lot of pe- like people on Kotaku and Destructoid writing about it. And just recently, somebody wrote uh, an article about how Ash almost won the Kalos region, uh, but ended up losing. I guess Ash has become a more likable character and stuff like that. And they kind of gave him a girlfriend. Stuff like that. They kind of, like, really changed up a lot of stuff with the, the series. Huh. As opposed to yeah. the past, I don't know. I don't even know how many seasons there's been. Probably, like, 15 at this point. Because there's been so many games. Uh, but I'm on episode, like, eight of that, and I've just been watching episodes here and there. And I really like Pokemon. I wish I lived in the world of Pokemon. Sure. Other than that, nothing. Really, Will? 
<laughs> yeah. If I were to pick one world to live in, I'd pick Pokemon. <laughs> of all the worlds. <laughs> What's so funny about that? Nah, you, you're entitled to have whatever fantasies you'd like. Well, I'm going to pick Skyrim. Ooh, that's boring. Why would you pick Skyrim? I wouldn't want to live in Skyrim's universe. What world would you want to live in? Star Trek. Oh, my God. That'd be cool. Well, I kind of don't want to live in a world where I could really, like, die easily. Star Trek? You don't die in Star Trek. You can. In Pokemon, there's no threat to humans, ever. (laughs) You're just raising Pokemon... Well, it depends on what color your uniform is in Star Trek. What if you're red? No, red, you live. Okay, orange. I don't remember seeing orange, but Purple. that doesn't mean there isn't. I'm sure there is. Regardless. Oh, Fiona. No. <laughs> That's it for my week. Naughty. Hey. <laughs> Naughty. We don't have... The bedclothes aren't on the guest bed behind me, and she's tearing up the... The foam mattress pad uh-huh how she's dare you that. she's probably been doing that for hours well i put a blanket down and she's been chewing on that which is fine but that foam just rips right apart hey naughty how's your week Corey? uh pretty good i wanted to give a shout out to spotify's new gaming channel Ooh. Uh, it was announced a couple weeks ago, but they have a specific gaming genre you can choose. And I noticed a bunch of albums in there that haven't been on Spotify in the past, like the Flower album, oh. the Journey album, which is great. Uh, the Undertale album is also on there now. Uh, a couple others I can't think of off the top of my head. Some are there that I know I've been on there in the past, in the past like the uh, Mass-, Mass Effect. Mass Effect, yeah. Um, but there's some some good stuff on there today. I, like I said, I listened to uh, all of the Undertale soundtrack, all of the Flower soundtrack, uh, a couple others. I listened to the Dust and Elysian Tale soundtrack, which I didn't even play all that game, but the music is good. Yeah, it's a yeah, good it game. Really good. It's good. Th- that stuff's all good to play while you're doing something else because it doesn't distract you. Yeah, you know, because it's meant to be in the background, kind of. Exactly. Yeah, it's meant to actually help you focus so uh that's good i had a lot of fun with that uh also will and i talked about the death of the pogo podcast so i don't need to revisit that uh i did a little i'm doing a uh science experiment funded by the thumbstick athletes uh (laughs) i sent my mother a steam game (laughs) just to see what happens i sent it to her two days ago and she hasn't said anything. She probably deleted it. I've been waiting for her to bring it up to me. She hasn't. Yeah, so what I sent her is this game. Uh, it was in the Humble Bundle. I bought the Humble Bundle because I wanted Galaxy. Uh-huh. And I wanted Nuclear Throne. Fiona's freaking out behind me. Um, so I got it, but I sent her the uh, Regency Solitaire. What's it called? Yeah, yep, that's the one. Regency Solitaire? I think so, yeah. So it's like a point-and-click solitaire adventure game set in, uh, like, the Victorian times. Uh I don't know. It reminded me of Downton Abbey, and she's into all that. So, Uh, Actually, it probably takes place before Downton Abbey, quite a bit before. But anyway, uh, she loves solitaire, and she loves that, like, Victorian-era stuff. So I just figured, what the heck? I'll send it to her, 
see what happens uh, for science for science but i've not heard anything so you're i think you might be right well i think she might have deleted it yeah thinking I mean, it, thinking it was spam yeah so what you got to do well you got to be like cory said he sent you a video game no i'll just say cory sent you something special an email no don't do that because that'll weird her out no she loves you you're the favorite no just say this is my science experiment so you got to do what i say Okay. No, you just gotta you just gotta say, Mom, Corey said he sent you a video game. Did you get it? Okay. Alright. Alright, I'll do it. Uh, so that's been my exciting week. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's equally exciting, Corey. Yeah. Uh the yeah, I uh I don't know if you saw but the Soma is part of the the humble monthly bundle so i bought that that's the media unlock so i have that game and i can play it now uh which i know you've been wanting me to play i don't know what the other games are yet i'll find out at the end of the month um but knowing you guys want to play deus ex i always like to have something to be able to play if 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 people are wanting to uh um you know use my use my library i like to have a backup so i bought uh mass effect one and two on origin uh, and I already put maybe eight, six, eight hours into my, my character that I just started not that long ago. Uh, and sure enough, I just, all I had to do was like install it on origin, boot it up and it automatically like found my save files and stuff. So I didn't, I didn't even have really? to transfer everything. It just, it just got them automatically and I'm playing on origin now instead of, instead of steam. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I have a game to play. If if I see someone's playing one of my games on Steam, I I'll just go into Origin and play Mass Effect instead. Nice. Dan, you you could tell me to get off your. Well, I wouldn't even need to tell you. I would just log in and it would boot you from whatever game you're playing of mine. True, but I mean, I really only play like kind of late at night, and that's not a game. Like some games, I can play during the day if the kids are settling down and watching a movie or something. Uh, but Deus Ex, Deus Ex is not one of them. Um, like no man's sky can play during the day even mass effect i get away with a little bit but uh yeah that's what that's why i took it upon myself to play in the early morning yeah i yeah because i i that's not a game i can play during the day so what color ending are you working towards dan i mean i'm gonna go for the red ending of course (laughs) but i'm i'm going through it not looking anything up because of you know some of the minutiae from like earlier in the game i i forgot about yeah. Uh, you know, especially like once I get to Mass Effect 2, like I had it perfected how to save all the characters from dying. And I don't remember like how that all went down. So I'll be excited to get into Mass Effect 2 and 3 and see how uh, not, not necessarily a fresh playthrough is. But, you know, because I have some memories of, of of the quote unquote right choices to make. But right. um, I've, I've, I've definitely forgotten a lot of that stuff. So yeah. I wish I had the time to sit through and just play all those again yeah it's so good when the remaster comes out with the abridged version how dare you i was just thinking about the that discussion earlier today abridged versions you just watch a youtube video that's what i have on right now oh mass effect uh abridged playthrough yeah it's uh all cut scenes oh gotcha Okay, Mass Effect 2, all cutscenes. Total runtime, almost eight hours. Really? 
Wow. Yeah. That's something you can put on like to fall asleep sleep at, you know, to fall asleep to at night. You know, if you need to have something yep. on the TV. Uh but that's all I really have going on currently. So uh we'll take a quick break and be right back with what we played in just a moment. Welcome back everybody, episode two sixty six of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in what we played. Uh, Will, do you want to start with Deus Ex? Yeah, you wanna? Yeah, we teased that at the top of the episode, so uh, we'll talk about that first. I know you played a fair amount, right? I've got ten hours in so far. Okay, I've got between two and three hours played so far. So, uh, real quick, uh, because we're doing an episode on it next week, we're gonna give our real quick first impressions. So, go go ahead, Will. I love it so (laughs) far. Um. Basically, everything that Human Revolution was uh, is this, but better, uh-huh. in my opinion. Um, I'm trying to think of how briefly I can put this uh, without getting too in-depth. Just, like, the powers, the ones that they added, uh, the augmentations, some of the new ones are really cool. Uh, and I just love the feeling of... Because I'm doing a pacifist playthrough and a ghost playthrough, so basically I'm trying not to get detected or kill anybody. Um, and like I just like Jensen being the feeling of overpowered. And I guess if you're doing like combat playthrough, like he can be extremely overpowered, and I really like that feeling. Yeah. Because uh, he's like supposed to be a superhuman anyway. Right. Um, and I see like this is kind of a complaint uh, with some people, and I. I don't want to say it's not valid, but I sort of think it fits with what Adam Jensen is as a character. Sure. Um, I, as I said, I'm loving it, everything about it. I really like the story to this game. Uh, I think Deus Ex is just one of those franchises that I've that I've always really liked. Uh, granted, I didn't play the very first one. I've only played Human Revolution, but that was my game of the year in 2011 when yeah. it came out. So. There's uh, a mod to mod the first one to make it, like, not close, but closer in, in uh, graphical quality to, uh, really? like, Human Revolution. Yeah, it's supposed to, like, overhaul a lot of the visuals and, and even some mm-hmm. of the systems to make it a lot more playable now. Because that, that game was really yellow. I don't know if you remember. It's been a long time since I played the first one. The color palette did not change <laughs> during the game. Cause okay. like Prague in this game, beautiful. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you spent time just walking around. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm doing now. I did like the whole intro sequence and then, uh, I got into the hub city mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, okay. I'll move on to my next, next objective. And then like you get a side quest and then you mm-hmm. go to investigate that side quest and that side quest has branching paths. So I'm doing multiple and that's what I love in, in games. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally, totally digging Deus Ex so far um, in my, I think, like I said, it's it's almost three hours played. Um, mm-hmm. There's been a lot of complaints in the Steam forums, and it's I think it was reported on, like, IGN of people having issues running the PC version. Uh, I've had absolutely none. It's ran perfectly for me. But there's a few settings that you have to set correctly in order for the game to run. Uh, one of the big ones was MSAA. Uh, if you have, like I have a GTX 970, uh, turn that off. You don't, you, you won't need it. It's not, it's just going to cripple your frame rate. Even if you have a really pot, like, um, if you, even if you have like 1080s and stuff like the MSAA will cripple your frame rates. So, 
Uh, so MSAA, just turn it off. MSAA, turn off, yeah. Um, it's not necessary. It's for, like, years down the road when, you you know, we're that much further advanced in our in our GPU technology. Uh, so you can go back and play it, and it'll, like, the visuals will pop in, like, an older game. Gotcha. So. Um, cool. Go ahead. I was going to bring up, because, like, every time one of these games comes out, there's always... I hear, oh, people are outraged about the PC port quality, and yeah. I don't. I never. Everybody I know never has issues. I, I like. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think That's why uh, I know who these people are. I think a lot of it is people. You know, they'll they'll get a. They don't know how to properly calibrate their games. Like PC gaming, it takes a little calibration to get your games running the way you want. I think people yeah. assume that if they have like a 1080, that they can run any game in ultra settings and not have any any have any issues. You know. Yeah. Um, whereas, like I said, this one, the MSAA, really cripples your frame rate. I think, like, uh, I watched Total Biscuits uh, uh, talk, talking about the, the PC port of Deus Ex, and it, it halved his frame rate having MSAA on, I think it was just 4X, too. It wasn't even uh, all the way up to 8X, so. Okay. Yeah. Definitely, uh, before, you, before you start whining about the game not running well, make sure uh, you tinker with it a little bit and, and get it running nicely. Yeah, because the games run beautifully for me. Yeah, and I me haven't too. even turned that off. Me too. Um, I like I will occasionally get it's it's mostly runs at a consistent sixty. I'll occasionally get drops into like the mid fifties. That's as low as it goes. That's when a lot of stuff is going on on screen. Yeah, uh, like the sandstorm part at the beginning. I got I was getting a little bit of drops into the mid fifties at that point, but that's almost not noticeable for me. Yeah, uh, especially if I'm in, into the action, you know. So yeah, yeah, really impressed with it so far. I'm interested to hear uh, how Corey feels about it. Yeah, I'm excited. I uh, I really liked Human Revolution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great game. Uh, I love the setting. I love the the setup. Well, looking forward to it. It's. I mean, the the cool thing about science fiction is it's like this is something we're gonna face at some point in our human history. You know. Yeah. That this exact situation will right. will arise right. at some point. I actually posed the questions to uh, my friend. Well, a bunch of my friends in a group message saying, if you have a augmented arm, would you do it? Uh-huh. Everybody said, yeah. I would only would if, do I, what? if I didn't have an arm. I don't know. If I, I would, would probably chop mine off to get it augmented. Yeah, I don't think it would. Yeah. Be awesome. I just want one. Yeah, but it, it, it would be painful regardless of, even if you had an awesome augmented arm, like chopping your arm off is, that's a hefty surgery. <laughs> Pretty expensive too, probably. Yeah. Let's put it on the tab. <laughs> put it on my credit card. Put it on my tab. <laughs> okay. So yeah, those are my, our thoughts. Uh, good stuff so far. Next week, like I said, we'll 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 do a full full episode on it. Uh, we'll we'll probably have it beaten. I hope to have it beaten by then. Um. So. Corey will have like three hours, probably. Yeah, this isn't a good weekend for me. I've got. Friday plans, Saturday plans, Sunday plans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow I have. I'm busy all day. Work. Friday. I could probably play Friday. No, no, I no, I can't. I just said that. I have Friday plans. Uh, Monday is out. Tuesday next week I'll be able to play for a couple hours. Wait. No, I won't. 
So Corey's not nor is Corey's just not gonna play the game. Tuesday's no good. Wednesday it depends on when we record. Uh Wednesday I'll be able to play. Wednesday night. For sure. So hopefully we we can record on Thursday. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Or Friday. Um I also fired up Enderall. That a boy. Yeah. On Corey's recommendation. It took me a while to, a little while to get it downloaded. Um I tried initially from uh the Nexus mod place and then mod DB. But for whatever reason, I think it probably is because my internet has been poor lately. Uh the download would stop like partway through and not like restart. Um so I tried that a couple different times and finally I was like, okay, I'll just I'll just do the the torrent version. Uh, which started off downloading really, really, really slowly. Uh, but it picked up, and it took about an hour, I think, for me to download the torrent, um, which is perfectly legal. Uh, torrents themselves are obviously not illegal. It's when you download pirated content from torrents. That's that's when you run into some trouble. So yeah. That's where I downloaded it. Uh, setup was really easy. Uh, you just pretty much click and open the launcher, and it does everything for you. Uh, updates on its own too, which is also nice. Um, but yeah, I've been really impressed with Enderall so far. Like it's, it's weird because, uh, you know, you're, you're basically looking at the, all the Skyrim graphical assets, but playing something that has a much more interesting story, mm-hmm. it's very, very, it's a, it's a very weird feeling. And it, it kind of starts off with a bang. Um, and like, it's just it, it's just weird to play something so story driven while yeah. while you feel like you're playing Skyrim. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I probably only played about three hours of it, but I've been really impressed and really into it so far. Where'd you get to? Where are you at? I'm on my way. I just hit. Uh, I I got that box that was in the in the bay there or in that uh-huh. river that the guy threw threw into the river. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to meet the guy that gave me the quest to go get the stuff okay. out of the river. So there's a moment, maybe I should, I'm going to, uh, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, there's a moment where you travel with Jespar. Yeah. That guy. Uh, from Jasper. Riverville. Have you been to Riverville? Not yet. Okay. So you're a little bit away, a little bit of ways. But when you travel from Riverville to Ark, that is one of, like, the most awesome sequences in games, in my opinion. Right. For me. Uh, because you travel like this game, it does such a good job of like you said the story is really good, but it does such a good job of um, building up to things. Uh-huh. I mean, the game starts off, and it's not holding your hand, but it sort of like slowly introduces you to things. Yeah. Uh, in a way that like you feel completely free to do whatever you want, and you don't realize what you're missing out on until it shows you more of it uh-huh. you know and it's 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 kind of hard to put my finger on but yeah that moment when you go with Jespar from Riverville to Ark is awesome okay. and you see like you walk through all different types of terrain uh, you see all sorts of really cool things that's another thing like the world design in Enderal is amazing um, just the way like Every area feels handcrafted, and every little nook and cranny has, like, a photographic spot to look at and just be in awe. 
and once you get to arc like there's this thing called the undercity which is exactly what it sounds like it's like this whole city that takes place underneath this city and even though there's a ton of content in the game there's a ton of quests to do all over the place side quests and stuff like that that you even haven't even really been introduced to yeah. uh where you're at in the game um even though there's a lot of that it still feels like there's so much more room in this world to flesh out story and you know just create interesting content within this already content filled world yeah uh i don't know it's it's really impressive and i don't know if you've been to an inn yet you probably haven't nope oh my god it's it's fantastic it's it's unbelievably good and i i can't stress enough like you need to play it. Yeah. People need to play it. I, it's crazy to think it's just a mod for like a game that you can get now for ten bucks on a yeah. sale. Like, and it's free. You just download yeah. it. It's crazy. Yep. There's so much more value there than even a lot of full priced games. And this is a sequel to uh, an Oblivion mod. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't. They know did that. the same thing with Oblivion. Nice. This developer. It's and I know people are hearing me say like you should play it, but no, like you, you need to play it. You really yeah. do, Will. You need to play it. I'll think about it. Yeah, exactly. It's it, I'm not like blowing smoke here. Like, no, really... I I know you're. People, need... I know what you're saying is genuine. It's just I won't have enough time to actually play it, and I'm yeah, really but what, into I, data what I'm saying is this is this is a game you make time for. Over Deus Ex? E, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I really think so. That's a lofty claim. I, it's And that's what I was saying earlier. Like, it's making me rethink, like, Bethesda games. But yeah, I also got to take a step back and realize, like, okay, Skyrim came out five years ago. Um, computers are more capable of running some of the stuff that impresses me about Enderal. That when Skyrim came out, most computers probably wouldn't be able to. Right. Because I even do have some frame rate issues here and there with some of the uh, real pretty looking spots. There's they, they just use so much more flora everywhere yeah. that everything's just bursting with flowers and plant life and moths and butterflies and, you know. How's the snow know. looking in the game? Oh, well, mwah. beautiful. Is that your pitch for me? <laughs> Yeah, it's one of that, and there's a moment where, that moment I talked about before, that sequence where you're traveling with Jespar, where you go up into the mountains, and you go through, like, uh, it's like a watchtower up on this really snowy mountain. There's, like, a blizzard. Oh, it's great. And Jespar, like, walks to the side of the mountain. You just look out over the landscape and, like, have a moment. It's great. Now, this does not take place in Skyrim, correct? No. It has nothing to do with Elder Scrolls. No. Gotcha. It's its own entity. Own universe. Wow, okay. And they even changed a lot of like key gameplay stuff. I, I talked a little bit about it last week, but you, uh, you do not level up by doing. You have to... There's like a perk system, which is kind of similar to the perk system in Skyrim, whereas in that one, it was like stellar stuff, like connecting the stars where in this one it's stones have you been dan to yeah. the yep. meditation spot where yep. you kind of level up and there's like three paths that you can take i'm focusing on the elementalism which is like lightning fire and uh ice uh but i'm also doing heavy armor so i have like a battle mage kind of thing nice 
Nice, uh, I like that. It's worked out pretty well. But, the, I mean, the difficulty is amped up. Oh, yeah. It's pretty hard. And it's for me, it's everything in this game. Like, the, the way things scale is done so much better than it is in an Elder Scrolls game. And, like, there's a bank where you can take your money and give it to the bank, and they'll hold on to it, and it'll accrue interest, uh, which is, like, a worthwhile thing to do. There's You can buy housing. I bought a house. Uh put stuff in it you can craft everything you want or you can just do like a template uh, pay a certain amount of money um but like all that stuff that you buy and sell has a lot more worth because in order to level up your skills you have to buy skill books and that's the main way you increase your abilities is by these skill books but they're expensive so like you're constantly looking to make money it's not like I just remember in all the Elder Scrolls game, like money was never an issue. It was yeah. almost like a non-factor yeah. in games because I rarely bought anything because I didn't need to. Yeah. I found everything I needed. There's less to find in this game, but part of me likes that because I'm not stopping to search through every box and crate and satch, sat, satch, satchel <laughs> or sack. <laughs> take your pick. Uh, I'm not stopping, you know, every half a second to open up a new thing. Because uh, a lot of it isn't clickable, but there's enough in there that exploring is worth it. Uh, no matter what path I've went down, I've always found something interesting and worthwhile. It's very, it's just, it's like artisanal Elder Scrolls. You know, it's like if I went to Williamsburg in Brooklyn and I went to like a hipster place, they would serve me up Enderall. <laughs> That's a nice way to look That's at a it. Good analogy. You know, sure. <laughs> yeah it's great it's you gotta play it you just have to play it the i i don't know how you feel about the like story and lore stuff dan it's interesting i, I, I have really interesting yeah i haven't gotten enough of it yet to 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 fully judge it but it, it's definitely uh definitely interesting so far you know all the quests are really well done there's a lot of choices to make along the way uh the subreddit is pretty quiet the ender all subreddit um, most like the highest upvoted posts have like seven upvotes. Sure. Uh, but I, I still check it every day and, uh, one, a couple of people have beaten it. And the one guy was saying how he's devastated about the choices he made along the way. Oh, really? Which like... is, that just sounds awesome. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Enderall was good. Um, I also downloaded and very briefly tried Pokemon Uranium. All right. A little harder to find nowadays. Um, you've got to hope someone posts it somewhere uh, because Nintendo took it down from the official Pokemon Uranium website. But that is also pretty impressive for a yeah. two-person fan project. Uh, it very much feels like a f- official Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably won't play that one much now. I'm, I want to wait until it's compatible with, like, a... I don't know, Game Boy Advance or, like, one of the Game Boy uh, emulators. Uh, And then I'll probably play it either on my phone or uh, on my Android tablet. But that's also... Is that going to happen? It's going to be emulator compatible? Someone will do it. Someone will will figure out how to to do that. Even if I can just play it on my... Like, it doesn't have to be an emulator. If I could just play it on my Android tablet, that that would be ideal. Yeah. So... That would be ideal. I, somebody, I, I read the comment. Somebody brought up a good point. Like, 
the game has been downloaded over a million times, or was before they took it down. I think yeah, it was one and a half. Million. Yeah. Why don't they just strip out all the the branding that makes it copyright infringing? Make it their own thing. It wouldn't take much, and just sell it. Yeah. I think it's the I... type of situation where they're looking to hopefully uh, land a job. From yeah, but you you sell uh you sell one point five million one point five million copies of a five dollar game as a two person team, yeah. you know team. You're set. Yeah, you do whatever you want. Sure, start your own studio. Yeah, because I would probably buy it. I'm really interested in playing it. It's pretty. It's pretty darn well done. I didn't play that one as much, maybe like half an hour, but yeah, I only it's solid. I didn't get too far. I hardly escaped the intro town. Yeah, okay. impressive. Uh, that's all I played. So, what do you got, Corey? Uh, other than uh, um, Hearthstone, uh, I played Enderall, but we already talked about that. So mm-hmm. that's it. That's it for me. Oh, that's I it. played. Uh, what did we play? I played the game of life, the board game. You win. I did. <laughs> That's a good sign. I uh, I chose not to go to college. I don't know if you guys remember playing the game of life, but you can choose at the beginning whether you want to go to college or not. Yep. Uh, and if you choose to go to college, then you have more opportunities to get a better career. But you have like forty thousand dollars worth of student loans. Uh, and I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to college. So I didn't go to college. I ended up being a travel agent whose salary was $80,000. So I did pretty well for myself throughout the game uh, and ended up up winning towards the end. So I was very happy with that. Did that inspire you in your regular life? Uh, We were drinking beers the entire time. Uh, Corona, which I don't like, but with lime, which makes it better. It makes it... uh... Drinkable. Drinkable, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but by the end of it, I was just kind of drunk. So Sure. <laughs> did, did I feel better about myself? No. No, I didn't. Uh, but that's that's about it. Okay. Oh, I have a, uh, I have a Dreamcast that I have to clean. A uh, friend of mine, they, they were trying to set it up to play it, but they, it quit on them or something like that. And gave him some error message, and I guess they looked it up, and it said, like, oh, it's easy. You just have to take it apart and clean this part. And they're like, ah, we didn't want to do it. And I'm like, I'll I'll do it. I think it'll be cool to open up a Dreamcast and yeah. see how it works. I was like, I'll, I'll take it and do it as long as you don't care if I break it fully. Because right. <laughs> sure. I can't promise that I won't. And he's like, no, nah, go ahead. So I meant to do that, but I didn't get a chance to. Okay. That's awesome. Good luck with that. <clears throat> I did. Uh, I did fix my tablet though. My Xperia tablet. Which did you? Been... Did you root it? No, I haven't done that yet. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to. I don't really have a good reason to. So it's like, why risk it? Yeah. You know. Sure. I would like to remove all the bloatware that Sony puts on their tablets because there's a ton of it. Uh, and the only way to do that would be by rooting it. But yeah, I don't know. It'd be nice nervous. if it'd be nice if you could just put like stock Android on something like yeah. that and just just uninstall the OS and put yeah. refresh. Yeah, with stock straight up vanilla Android. 
Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing is, I bought a new modem and router that I haven't set up yet. Uh huh. But I just get sick. Like, I'll sit in here with Wi-Fi and uh, do speed test and get 50 megabytes down. I'll go into our living room and get, like, 5 megabytes down. And that's really, it's what, maybe 30 feet away? I don't know. Your apartment's pretty long. 40 feet away at max? Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty far. 70. I don't know. Not, I don't know, but still, like that's that's a pretty big drop off, right? Yeah, yeah. For such a short distance. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. all. That's all. That's all. Router quality. The the more expensive ones you get have stronger signals and also yeah signals that can better penetrate like wood and stuff. Yeah. I just did some Google searching and bought the modem that was most suggested. Uh-huh. The most times I saw, like the top modem of 2016 and just kind of did the quick analysis to determine which one came up the most on those kind of lists mm-hmm. and i went with that one and then for router like uh i didn't want to i couldn't spend that much money because we had a budget for it sure and i even i did go over the budget a little bit i think we spent a hundred and 140 dollars for the modem and router Ooh, that's not bad <clears throat> so and now you won't have to pay the rental fees to Time Warner Cable for your modem. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's eight bucks a month, so we yeah. can do away with that. But the way we do it, like my girlfriend pays uh, like twenty two dollars, and then I pay the rest uh-huh. on an eighty three dollar bill. Uh-huh. So nice. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I haven't set it up yet. Um, I'm hoping it does make a difference. If it doesn't, I'm going to be pissed. But I think it. I think it should. Yeah. The 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 router, especially if you have a cheap one now, the better router well, right. will. I have the built-in modem wireless. Oh. oh, that's garbage. Yeah. I told you the first thing I did when I because I when I upgraded my internet to a, a faster speed, it was uh, it was one of those built-in modem router things and the signal quality was trash so i immediately i i had to do some wizardry wizardry to disable the wireless on that so i could run the router as a separate thing um but once i did that it's my signal was far better yeah you have to go into the like modem settings and disable the wireless yeah there's a few a few things you have to do i don't remember exactly but yeah it was a pain in the butt and I thought about doing that, but then it's like, well, then I'm still paying the yeah the fee, the monthly fee. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Sure. Okay. Will. Yo. What else did you play? Uh, that was it. Other than Mankind Divided. Okay. Didn't play anything else. Not really. <clears throat> I mean, I dabbled in No Man's Sky, but other yeah. than that. Yeah, I played for a few minutes here and there for No Man's Sky. Nothing, nothing significant. Yeah, nothing to report. Yeah, <clears throat> I uh, yeah, I too booted it up briefly for like an hour, and I was like, "Yeah, nothing. <laughs> that's, There's nothing here." Yeah, that's probably how I'll play it from now on. This is, you know, if I have a little bit of time here and there, if I just want to sit back, and it'll be my uh, re- relaxation game. I think I'll boot it up and. Do some mining, do some flying around. 
Although if some really cool mods come out, I'd be willing to try those. But anyway, uh, let's move into feedback, shall we? <clears throat> sure. So this is from Tito says, just want to suggest to Miguel from last week that I recommend Rise of the Tomb Raider to play. It's a great quality product. And when it comes out for PS4, I believe it'll be bundled with some of the previous games as well. But it had a great single-player campaign. The graphics were fantastic, and I think it's severely underrated. Really great locales and gameplay. I had a question for the gang. Maybe Dan knows a lot about the topic, but what do you guys know about Star Citizen? I saw that they had a big showing at Gamescom 2016, uh, and I watched their alpha gameplay they showed off for 3.0 being released soon. I don't know much about the game, but I started looking at their website, robertspaceindustries.com, and made an account. I was looking at their funding goals, and they reached over the course of two years. The stuff they've added as they kept reaching their funding goals were really impressive to hear, including creating three languages for alien races by working with real linguists for help. They now have a total of $120 million raised since uh, yesterday. I believe a crowdfunding record. It's all being run by the man behind the Wing Commander games, Chris Roberts, who's been in the industry for a while. So it seems like he knows what he's doing. It seems like an interesting multi-genre MMO. Uh, well, let's talk about that real quick. Uh, yeah. I've been really excited for Star Citizen also. Um, I'm waiting for like full 100% release before I before I do anything about it. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been kind of following the project for a little while. Uh, it's one of those games that a lot of people will point their finger at with, uh, with feature creep uh, because they've reached so many of their funding goals. Like, you know, they'll keep adding stuff as um, as they get more and more funding. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people that are sour uh, on that will blame feature creep and and stuff. But it uh, looks really, really interesting. Yeah. Don't trust point. it, guys. Don't do it. Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm not salivating over it or anything, but uh, it, it seems like it's going to be neat. Um, also unrelated, uh, I don't know if you if you guys have seen any of the Time Warner Cable business class commercials on TV. Nah, nah. Uh, well, Cloud Imperium Games was the feature of one of them, and it was really weird to see Chris Roberts and Cloud Imperium Games talking about Star Citizen on uh, Time Warner Cable business commercial that is weird (laughs) it was kind of a world colliding moment for me um but yeah like it's it's supposed to have like it's got its space component it's got a like a first person shooter component um it's supposed to have like uh like a campaign type of thing uh what the heck is it's called like squadron 41 or something like that um and then like the mmo part of it um but i really like the uh it's supposed to be uh, akin to the Ro- Roman Empire, I guess the the quote unquote space empire, uh, kind of runs the show, uh, and you're either like a part of this the space empire or, uh, you know, fighting against the space empire or like somewhere in between, you know, kind of playing both sides. I find that to be interesting about it. Um, but yeah, any any kind of space games um, immediately interest me. This one's another one that's supposed to have like multiple ship levels too. Uh, I guess if you spend more money, uh, people have bought like $10,000, actual like $10,000 ships in the game, the bigger ships, I guess, which is interesting. Uh, we'll see I've heard a lot of people be critical of that too. And I'm like, sure. if you got money, why not? Yeah. I mean, that's if I, you if I had 10 grand, uh, to throw around, I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing, you know, yeah. if I was really interested in, in, in star citizen. 
but yeah, it's. I mean, I'm watching. Uh, I got to play in the in the live stream right now, but the 2016 Gamescom video. It's pretty cool. Uh, uh, oh my god, it looks I, awesome. Okay, I haven't checked it out. I'll have, I'll have to watch it when I go back upstairs. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, I wrote like a preview on it like many years ago when I first heard mm-hmm. about it. It was. Probably, it's been around since 2011. I was gonna say it was probably yeah. three or four years ago when I first heard about it. Yeah. Um. And they're yeah still working. It, it's the joke is it's you know a game that's never gonna come out of early access. Yada yada that sort of thing. Um. Does it? It does it even uh, have like a rough release year? I uh, no. 2019. No, I don't know. No, I'm I'm trying to find one. I don't I don't see. That's that's why like I said I wanted to wait until. Uh, it has like a hard release date, and I'll I'll buy in at that point, even if it's just like the the base version with a a crappy ship or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, it says twenty sixteen. Yeah, there's like maybe because they're releasing it in portions. Like I think the first person shooting portion was out. Um, maybe the multiplayer portion was out. The multi like. I think it's supposed to have like multiplayer FPS portions. I think they're called modules, the different things like and then the <clears throat> like inside your ship module, uh the space thing, the space combat module. <clears throat> Last time I knew that's kind of how it was going to how it was going to work. But, the original release date was 2014. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, tw- I think something's Something is supposed to happen towards the end of 2016. I don't, I don't think it's you know the full finished product, but anyway. Anywho, uh, he says I don't have much else to talk about. Went back to my playthrough of Mass Effect. I'm on Dan's side. I don't see an abridged version for this game's working since the pacing is already great. You can beat the game within eight hours if you don't worry about the side quests for all three games. Hell, you can even have a playthrough where the series ends after Mass Effect 2 because everyone dies. Hashtag spoiler. But if Dan or Corey manages to get through the series one more time, did you guys play Lair of the Shadow Broker in the past? If not, play it. And I can't recommend the Citadel DLC for Mass Effect 3 enough. Those two DLCs do a great job of adding locations in the universe that make the game feel more alive and do a great job of feeling like you're playing a great movie. The Citadel's beginning, I can imagine being how a diehard movie starts or James Cameron's True Lies starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's all I have for now. I did do Lair of the Shadow Broker. Yep, me too. Uh, and it was really, really good. Uh, the I, only DLC I didn't play was actually the Citadel. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely be playing all those once I get uh, get into Mass Effect 2. Um, I did sh- Shadow Broker. What were the other pieces of DLC for Mass Effect 2? Uh, Overlord. Overlord. Did I do that one? I think um, I did that one too. That's with the rogue AI, right? Yep. Okay, it's kind of freaky. Yeah, I did that one. And then there is the Zaid and Kasumi character yeah. DLCs. Yep, I had those. I um, didn't do uh I didn't do any of the the DLC for Mass Effect 3. So, so. you didn't do Leviathan? No. Javik? Did you do no. the Javik stuff? I had Javik, yeah. But that yeah. was a pre-order bonus, I think. I don't think that was DLC. Yeah. Well, it was DLC if you didn't pre-order. Oh, okay. Omega. What was gotcha. the one? Was it Citadel? That was the big one. Omega was the big one. For well, for Mass Effect, Mass Effect Two, is that the one you're talking about? Three, or three, three had Leviathan, 
uh, Citadel. Maybe one more. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'll be working through that. I want to play through the whole trilogy again before uh, before Andromeda comes out. I've got kind of a lull now with games coming out. Uh, not until like October will I buy another game. So I'm hoping to catch up because I've got a lot of stuff that I started that I haven't finished. Uh, stuff that I want to beat. Um, you know, before before October, the heavy hitters come out, start coming out in October. So that's one of the, one of the ones I want to hopefully get through. I just I just don't have any any heavy hitters for no. me. Civ. Maybe. What? Like Deus Ex is really the. <laughs> it, it it. I'll give you. The, I'll mean, give you. A, I'll give you the fact that it is a leaner fall. I think than usual. <clears throat> well, it's lean for for me. I, right. I, there's some big games coming out, but sure. there's nothing I'm chomping at the bit to play. Yeah, because like you know, Battlefield One's a game I want to play, but I'll play through the campaign. Maybe a little bit of multiplayer. Yeah, and, and that's really it. You know. <clears throat> Yeah, for me, like I, I, I'm looking forward to playing more Enderall than I am anything else that's coming out this year. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to going back to Starbound more so than anything else that's coming out this year. What about South Park Fractured Butthole? I mean, I'm excited for that, but that's one I don't think will demand a ton of my time. You know, I, how dare you? I don't know. We'll see. That's all the way in December too. But yeah. there's just I don't know. It's just not. Boy, I really hope you like Deus Ex then, Cora. Yeah. I mean, Final Fantasy XV, if I had something to play it on, but... I don't know. Civ. That's my big fall game that I'm excited for. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how Civ is. I'm curious. Does anybody want to play Steep? Nah. I do. I kind of want to play it, but it won't be a buy day one. So... All right. I think that's it for feedback. Let me do a, just a real quick check. Uh, so thanks thanks for that, Tito. Uh, we did have a Twitter note from uh, Minnesota Mike. Oh, yeah. Go, you can, do you want to read that one, Dan? No, I'll let you read it because <laughs> I just imagine the grin on your face. <laughs> Go ahead. No. I was just, no, I, I was just playing. No, he. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. He, he's pretty much said that Corey's been saying the things about No Man's Sky for a while that everyone said after the game actually like finally came out. Yeah, oh, Corey was right. Surprise. Corey was right. Surprise, surprise, guys. I wanted to tweet him back and be like, you don't need to feed Corey's <laughs> ego anymore. Uh, it's, it's on us three because all the things we said to rebut Corey's argument, none of us ended up doing. What's that? Oh, we'll make. Oh, my I don't own care. Fun. I'll make my own fun. I'll keep playing it. I don't care. I I <laughs> think I said I'll keep playing it. I think <clears throat> the game is still very good looking, and when I get a good planet, I get really excited. But the solar system or whatever I'm in, it's all dead rock planets and I don't want to be on there and I don't want to mine for the hyperdrive stuff so I'm just kind of stuck sure you're stuck because you're not having fun <laughs> I think uh, the planets yeah I think the plan is uh, nec- after next week's episode I don't know if we confirm this yet but the the plan is to uh, 
talk about after the episode's over to talk about the mass effect mass effect yeah uh that's a freudian slip the uh no man's sky endings um, oh yeah. yeah eric wants to spoil them for us like live on air so we can hear how the game ends yeah i'd like so, that so i'm excited i already to... i already know though i i don't <clears throat> it'll be a surprise to me because i haven't i haven't read them yet <laughs> so I, i'm ex- i'm excited for that that that'll hopefully yeah. be after next week's episode <clears throat> so it sounds nice yeah uh, any other thoughts, questions? Nope. Comments? Nah. Okay. Uh, next week's episode will be on Deus Ex. We're looking at likely Thursday, right, Corey? Do you work Thursday night? No, I'm off Thursday. Okay, Will, you're free Thursday night? Probably. I think so. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll once we figure out Eric, what, what Eric's schedule is, we'll, we'll uh, keep it posted. So, yeah, that'll do it for, were you going to say something, Corey? No. Okay. That'll do it for episode 266 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Will. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement.